The following program is rated TV MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. It's showtime. That is right. It is showtime. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome everyone to the Serving Away podcast, episode 118. It's the host of TV's one I've been seeing today. I'm joined with me, Familia, the greatest faction of all time. And my brothers, I love very dearly. First, let me introduce, of course, my other host. Of course, he is the man that takes you back in time because that's why he has a DeLorean for a reason. Yes, sir. But I'll, let, I'll let the intro speak for itself. Hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> that is right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Mike De Niro. Wrestling DeLorean and Circle the Vegas. What's good, man? I'm happy to be here. Happy to work with the real TK. What's That's good, right. Word. And Dan, you know, your family always always down to work with you. Oh no, today, oh, you know, Dan is gonna take over Matt Callison. So you're three. You're gonna take over Matt Callison. There you go. That's your intro right yep. there. And of course, this gentleman, Dan Bagley from Cage My Then my other brother finally is back. It's been a long time. And now he's here. The real TK, not the other <laughs> bullshit TK. All right, not the other one. That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> You're bullshit, Tony Khan, because this is the real TK right here. Ladies and gentlemen, my brother, Tim King from the Wrestling Index Podcast. What is going on, man? It's been a long time. Ivan, Ivan, circle of debate. What's up, brother? Thank you so so much for having me back on the show. De Niro, pleasure to meet you. Listen to your show all the Same time. Here, it's fucking Likewise. awesome show. And I appreciate Bakley. that. Thank you. We got Bakley. He's my boy forever, dude. Bye, <laughs> thank you for having me on this show, bro. Glad to be back, my dude. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Oh, what's going on? Justin Top, what's going on? Justin, Good. welcome to the show, brother. Courtney as well. What's going on, Courtney? Courtney? How are you? Happy Thursday to everyone. Happy football day for everyone. I know that you guys are enjoying football. Football is back. I'm loving it. And I can't wait for Sunday because I'll be up at 9 in the morning. Started, you know, printing it up all day. So that's that's for sure. I'll be drunk by afternoon. (laughs) 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 All right. Let's get into it. Now, before we get into the other situation... This is, uh, of course, this situation was more talked about. It overshadowed the other events that happened prior, like Clash, Clash the Castle, Worlds Collide, and All Out with the whole media scrum. But before we get into all that, I want to get into with WWE just a little bit. And I just want to get into the current state of it. I mean, you know, as of right now, I mean, we did get, you know, the word HBK being promoted now. Yeah. Being EVP of a talent development, and of course, Papa H being promoted as a chief of, of content control. So I wanted to ask yeah. everyone here, man, what, what was going on there? What did you tell me? And they also hired former Raiders uh, president mm-hmm. to work under HBK, I believe it is. Yeah, he's, he's, he's going yeah, to be the EVP working with the talent. Oh, so I guess he's so I guess he's going to be right under HBK helping him out. Oh, man. So what I want to get everybody's thoughts is right now we got the taste 
for the first time, the first event under Papa H that he just did under the you know in UK, fantastic, of course, overall. But the current state at this moment of WWE under the Triple H regime, how's it going for you guys? How are you guys loving it so far? So I'll take it to you, my brother Tim. Give us your take overall of the current state of WWE under the Triple H era. Yeah, man. So I'm going to be very blunt here, and it's going to sound fucked up, but I have been asking for something to happen to Vince McMahon for like six to seven years, man. As soon as I seen what Triple H was capable of doing with NXT, and I just knew he had that business mindset, I've been asking. You know, I was asking for something a little more serious than what happened to him. You know, I'm glad that didn't happen. I'm glad he's still around. It is what it is. But he's fucking gone, thank God. And what we have seen from the products over the past two months has been nothing but electrifying. Everything is good. Storylines are good. Women's wrestling is good. Longer matches in the ring. Backstage stuff. More realism, like camera work. Like the Seth Rollins riddle thing where they went to the break after hitting the camera. All the the returns. I'm a huge Braun Strowman fan. I know a lot of people aren't. He's awesome. The shit with Dexter Lumen is fantastic. Karrion Cross is a bad, bad, bad dude. And he is a bad, bad, bad dude again. Scarlet's with him. Hit row, I dig. They can Johnny Gargano. Big one, yeah. And then first names, Tommaso Ciampa, <laughs> Matt Riddle, Austin Theory, the resurgence of Kevin Owens. Bailey, EO, Dakota. I'll stop. I'll let you guys talk. I fucking love <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. Hey, I'm not stopping you, man. Keep, Even, going. keep it going, man. Even Blue. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Twice. Everything's been good. Raw was intolerable for years. Intolerable for years. Three hours of Raw flies by now. NXT been banging the last couple of months. SmackDown was awful for a while. It's back to where it was. Seven hours of weekly good WWE television. It, it's it's in the, the, the fucking PLE clash. Clash of the castle. Five stars. Ten stars. Banger, 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 banger. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, we need that it. as a soundbite. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, we need that. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I am <laughs> fucking yeah. loving this it. Is such good shit. It is hell good yeah. shit, but not under you, Vince, under Papa H. I'm sorry. There you go. <laughs> it's facts. I mean, I'm not, I'm not denying that. Is, uh-huh. You're 120% right on that, Timmy. So I love you, man. Fucking love you. Love you, brother. Love you. <laughs> Big Dan, talk to me, baby. It's been great. Like I usually don't watch Raw. I'll watch SmackDown like the next day, but I want to watch Raw now, and I want to watch it live because they're bringing guys back that should be up. Uh, of course, you had all those uh, wrestlers, uh, Johnny Gargano being one of them, that got released or they just let the contract run out and they let them go. And the big thing here I see is they brought these talent back and it gives them more people to work with. That's why I feel like Raw is better because you're not – Grasping at straws, trying to book at a raw each week with uh, very little talent, where you got to do those segments uh, to kind of kill time and kind of prolong it. Now you got plenty of people to work with. You can fill in holes. You can do more matches now, and then less of the filler stuff. And it keeps people in tune. I thought one of the best things he did on one of the first shows was had the first hour uh, commercial free. It bought people in right away and it's been smooth sailing since my only issue will be long term 
as he's going, say, four or five, six, seven months down the line, how is he going to do when sort of like the honeymoon phase is over? Because everybody's tuned in. Everybody's doing great. You got to see how some of the, the talent react when maybe they're not getting used like they were getting introduced, getting people into you. Maybe they don't do as well down the line. But I'm not worried for WWE. I think it's a great thing going on. He needed to be in charge. It, it's just very funny how things work where one moment he has this serious health issue. You think he's not coming back and he gets stripped of everything from Vince. And now all of a sudden he is the guy in, in charge. We thought, of, of course, Stephanie's in charge too, but they literally just gave him a promotion two months in. So he's making double the money he was making before. So he's doing a great job. He has his buddy HP Gay there that work with the talent. And then they're bringing back. They just brought back Road Dog, so mm-hmm. they got the they got the band back together. The DX, you know, they got them there, and everybody's hitting. Yeah, hey, uh, shout out to Nick Durden for the Universal Wrestling Podcast, and of course, check out his right now. Right now, that he released a great conversation. Tim was there as well as Zink had a nice conversation with the legend himself, Ken Shamrock. Check it out. Subscribe World to Universal. Oh, yes. Well, yes. And then, I mean, he's telling you, you need to have that energy, man. Banger, 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 bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. De Niro, talk to me, baby. I'm just excited, man. I'm so happy that we got WWE back on the forefront again. It, it's just amazing. Everything has been so good. There's, There hasn't been a bad week since Triple H been in charge, and everything has just been on the up and up. I, I love it. Um. I, I ate my words because when Triple H was first appointed, I was on this show and I said that, you know, give it a couple of weeks. I don't think we're going to see changes right away. Give it a month or two. I feel like right away, like right off the bat, like Triple H was hitting bangers. Right. So I, with starting with a great SummerSlam and then ever since it's been amazing. Uh, like you guys said, Raw has been more digestible, um, easier to watch. Three hours feel like it's like an hour. SmackDown's great. NXT's great. So the whole spectrum of WWE right now is amazing, and I'm all for it. I love the new regime. I like what they're doing with uh, bringing up Shawn Michaels and uh, Road Dogg being back. You know, it's it's just great to see. You could feel the energy is, like, lively again. It feels like the morale is good. And, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what's next. Oh, man, definitely. I, I think all of us are excited. I'll tell you one thing, though. The network's happy. I'll tell you that. USA is happy. Because oh, yeah. now we can say literally that for the first time, a three-hour platform on a national network television is now the we're, we're seeing the demographics, we're seeing the viewership as up at two million, or even just a little bit below that. We're now seeing the eighteen forty nines going up as well, being the second, number one, number two, or number three most you know yeah. watched cable show on national television. Triple H is taking care of Raw, how it's supposed to be. That McMahon. Had the fucking opportunity to do yeah. that years ago, and he did not do that, unfortunately. And then he and he's doing it, and he's doing it without the the world champion on the show, exactly. the majority of the time. Yes, yeah. without a world champion, because he's brought back prestige to the IC of the U.S. title. They're not just forgotten that about is. titles. Doing no, those really. big promos last month, and then showcasing them, and constantly having those uh, titles in main events. They just did the U.S. title steel cage match a couple weeks ago. Guther defend the IC title in the main event of SmackDown against Nakamura. They brought back the IC title back to 
of all things, a pay-per-view. You know, the one thing we haven't seen it on in almost a year and a half. And, and I, I said I that, that that matchup might have been the best IC title match in a decade. Like, Fuck. it's been probably one of the best matches. So that's probably the most important thing that he's done so far is bring those titles back up to prestigious levels. Yeah, that match was by far and away the best match of the weekend. Probably the best WWE match I've seen in a long time. I really like the Cody and Seth Hell in a Cell thing just because of what Cody did, the way he did it. But yeah. with two beefy, meaty men slapping meat the way they did, we haven't seen a fucking fight like that in a long time. That nah, was awesome. For sure. I agree. Totally. Totally agree with that. And then, uh, I mean, right now, SmackDown Fox is hurting, but... Give him some time, Fox. Let him focus on one at a time where he needs to fix knit, knit and pick where to put places. I mean, I'm glad that he's not going to do a draft yet. He's gonna, probably going to wait until after the rumbles or when rumor windows going around, But which is fine. I mean, the, I'm just loving what everything what he's doing. I know everybody, well, how you mentioned Tim about Braun. Honestly, me, I'm excited. I want to see maybe I can see maybe down the line a Braun Strowman. And Gunther, like how we, mm. we shut it. Oh my God! Mm. Give us that! Give mm. us that! Oh, I'm talking about. You want to talk about a win for Gunther? Have him beat Braun, powerbomb Braun hmm. somehow, some way, dude. That's a fucking huge feather in his cap, dude. Oh my God! That just that match itself will be a hell of a. That's a banger right there. And then mm-hmm. we may see Braun probably take almost. Under his wing here. Let me show you how this big man move kind of works. Who? Kind of almost. <laughs> <laughs> Not almost, but almost. <laughs> since, 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 since he's disappeared, uh, uh, since the Triple H has taken over. Good. Yeah, yeah. I'm not mad at that. <laughs> I'm not mad at that either. No, no. He was perfect in his role with AJ Styles as a manager, like uh, as a backup bodyguard type, like, yeah. Diesel, like yeah. Diesel was when he first yeah. came in. But yeah. he don't need to be wrestling and beating people. No way. No, he yeah. doesn't. No. Hell no. So, I mean, I see a great future. Like I said, I mean, we still have to wait until what's going to be the plans for how he's going to plot storylines for the Rumble. And then from there, we'll see a mania. And I know a lot of people are saying, oh, it might be The Rock returning. Maybe, what about he doesn't go to that direction? What about if he says, no, I don't want to head towards that direction with what Vince, you know, creative mind, what he really, what he wanted to do in the beginning because it's mania here in Los Angeles, you know, next year. Yeah. I mean, they can still do it, but not without a title. Who doesn't the title? Doesn't need it. But I mean, we could see Roman work two nights, maybe. Let's say whoever wins the rumble challenges him night one, lose it, night two, face the rock. Maybe we could see that happening. We don't, I mean, it, it all depends. I feel yeah. honestly the one who could dethrone Roman. I know everybody's saying Seth, I'm saying Cody. And Triple H, especially with all this shit happening right now, he will rub it on Tony Khan's face. Look what I did with your guy who helped you create that company. And I took this guy and made him a world champion. I will be fucking in shock if he busts that story, makes Cody win the Rumble, goes to Mania, wins the belt, and brings back the Golden Eagle Championship. Oh, shit. I would love that. And he, I mean, probably, Cody. he probably would too, yeah. Because he yeah, it was Cody brought back the old IC title. So, yeah. shit. but, but I, I'm I'm just waiting for him to I'm just waiting for uh, Triple H to pull the whole. I know me and Tim have talked about this uh, uh, in the past, uh, having Cody win it just to have uh, Austin Theory cash in right after he wins it to take the moment away from him. That would to, be the best just, thing to do. To just swerve all the fans because Could you, you know, imagine. 
If Cody that, beat Roman huge. in the main event of night two of WrestleMania and then Theory fucking cashes in on him. Man, that <laughs> he would be insane. <laughs> insane. Oh, my. That, hey. Like, you know, like Rollins, you know, nobody expect Rollins when that night when he faced what no. was Brock Lesnar and, and Roman. I didn't expect it either. And that, but I, I enjoyed it. At first I was pissed, but I was like, you know what? I actually fucking like this. Hell yeah. We did something. Something fresh, something new. So we might see the same. You guys were and right. To think I, that was in, and to think that was in California, too. And because we, right. and, and we all know the money is in the chase. So Cody wins yeah. the belt. He says he is a world champion. Theory And Cody gets it back at SummerSlam. It's not like Cody doesn't get it back. Like, he gets it back yeah. pretty yeah. damn quick. And then goes on a nice sustained run with it. But break those break those belts up, right? Like, we need two championships. One oh, yeah, yeah, show. Yeah, well, sure. well, you know, oh, you know that... That's the one thing that I was going to say with the USA. Uh, I've been saying USA is happy right now. I'm sure they'd be even happier if they had their, their title on their program for once since it's only been on the program what, once or twice in the past three months. I'm sure they want it on there all the time, even though it's helping the the mid-card titles right now in, at, at the end of the day. So when they actually bring it back, you can be on full strength now. Yeah. Absolutely. I totally agree, man. So I'm looking forward. Let's see what happens. Yeah. All right. So now we finally get to what everybody has been talking about for the 96 fucking hours. And we finally... <laughs> yes, I've been talking about this ad nauseum. Oh, man. I think That's we all bad. have. God fucking stop because it, it is... We're, we're all as pro wrestling fans we're frustrated that nobody's talking about all, all out. Everybody's talking about Fucking media scrum because some piece of shit went on business for himself, and that is of course CM Punk. He went on his business for himself. Now we got you know before we get to Dynamite because I know we're gonna get into Dynamite because it's a new era, so which we're gonna talk to you know talk about Dynamite before we get into that. But here is now we got the updates. Now we know what's what's going on. Now we heard uh, Fifo and Observer this morning reporting. Omega side of the story. Okay, no, we didn't bang on the door. We just came in and like, what the fuck? He was just trying and, to help the dog. Yeah, he was trying to help the dog. <laughs> Punk is my hero. Nick. <laughs> really, oh, Nick. God. Oh, my. Don't be a young Anthony here, Nick. Don't do that. And I know Anthony, you're watching. I know you are. But uh, now we got their side of the story. We still haven't gotten Punk's side of the story completely. And then they. We provided more details. He did tore his pec, not during the fight, during the match when he did a, the, the tope suicide. That's where he tore up his pec. So he might be out for a couple months. What I and I want us to go balls out on this. I, I heard you digression, Tim. I heard De Niro. I heard Dance. But we got to go balls out of this because what pisses me off is you announced before on Air of Dynamite the suspension of the elite and whoever was there. You have not announced this fucking individual's status. You may took you know took away his belt. However, everybody wants to know what's the status. Of what's I know the part. Of, I, I know part of the reason why is because it's under investigation and he can't do anything until the investigation's over. So he's waiting but, until all that. So he's not legally able to. Ah, don't ruin the fun. We're still going to go off. Come on. No, no. I hope you do, but I'm just saying that's why he hasn't announced anything with Punk. It's because of legal matters. matters. Right, because well, they involved the third party to investigate you yeah. know, the whole situation. Yeah. Because then now Punk wanted to have that legal, want to protect his ass. 
So think about it. That's five million that he does not want to lose. Do you want to lose this five million contract? I don't think so. Don't so know. he's. But all that money's going to go towards this now. Oh, oh yeah, definitely <laughs> it is. But I mean, with all this update that everybody we all heard it this morning and everything else, is this really fair though? Like, if we really think about it, why should the elite suffer more than CM Punk? And my question to all of you is. What it comes down to, at the end, what are your best thoughts of the future now? And now, we saw one step what Tony Khan did. We saw that on Dynamite, which we'll get into. But what's the next step that he should take? And fuck the being a mark. We need him as a businessman. And put yourself in his shoes. So, give it to you, Tim. I heard you, but tell the world again, baby, because I love it when you go off, man. Just fucking say it. Say it! Oh, Hold on. Man. Before you say it, I'm going to... I said the word say it, so you heard me. So, ah, <laughs> uh, yes, I'm you know what I'm playing. Say it! <laughs> <laughs> Take it away, brother. Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. So, first of all, all right, for all the circle of debate fans who don't know me, Chicago born, Chicago raised, got the fucking guy's fucking logo fist on my arm. I am one of the biggest CM Punk fans in the world. I have said in De Niro's uh, in De Niro's fucking podcast twice in the comments, you should fire him. That was like within the last couple of days. Yeah. First, first of all, first of all, what a fucking piece of shit, immature motherfucker this guy is. Okay, Tony Khan takes you out of retirement and gives you fucking everything, bro. He gives you five fucking million dollars to come to your to his fucking company. You're fucking preach. I'm here for fucking the young people. I want to fucking help them grow, help them develop, help this fucking company grow. He puts the fucking world title on you. And then your fragile ass fucking body gets hurt jumping into a fucking crowd. Then he fucking comes back and he fucking puts the world title on you again. Even after you go off script, I know there's no scripts in AEW, but you go off script, make that fucking stupid ass hangman page comment, which made absolutely no sense at the time, which is bullshit then. And then to do what you did after the fucking, after the match at All Out. The crowd was into it. MJF's back. You're feeling good. And then you sit there. I'm old. I'm tired. My back hurt. I'm <laughs> working with these kids. Eating your fucking stupid cupcake. Drinking your stupid fucking ginger ale. Telling your boss to shut up. It's not his fucking place. Fuck you, CM Punk. You immature cocksucker. You should have never come back, motherfucker. I know why you came back. You needed money for the fucking lawsuit. I was yearning for you to come back. Everybody was yearning for you to come back. CM Punk chance for seven fucking years. Everyone was into it. And you pull this shit. If you had a fucking problem with the elite that bad, you want to fucking fight them? Go fight them in the fucking locker room behind the fucking closed doors. But then, but then, but then you call them out and they come to your door and you don't answer it, you fucking pussy. What is wrong with you, motherfucker? You say, come find me. They come find you. You don't fucking do anything. Fuck you, bro. If you... Listen, if he goes the fuck away forever, I don't fucking care. I, I said they should have been fired for his comments during the media scrum, let alone everything that fucking happened after it. So immature. Such a bad representation of the company. Warner fucking Brothers Discovery, whoever the fuck owns this fucking company. <laughs> Bullshit, dude. If I'm that president, you're asking me for a TV deal for ROH, Tony? You want an extra hour for Rampage? I don't even know if I want to extend your fucking Dynamite show. That's your representation? That motherfucking old piece of shit's your world champion? Fuck that guy. Now, as far as what I would do in the future, 
we don't know that he wasn't suspended because of, of this injury now. Plus, we don't know if he was suspended because he, quite frankly, might not be coming back. So they might still be working on if he's even going to come back or not, which is why nothing was announced for him. What I would do, though, I said fire him the last two days. I've backed off of that. I cooled, I've cooled down, clearly. I fucking cooled down <laughs> a, a little bit um, off of it. If, and I don't think he can, but if he somehow can put his fragile fucking ego to the side, come back as a heel in eight months when his body heals, turn FTR heel, by then you have plenty of time for them to be have finish their face run. Turn Wardlow heel by then. You have plenty of time to, for him to finish his face run. You go Punk, Wardlow, FTR, Kenny, Hangman, Bucks. You got all sorts of different collaborations of singles, tag, mm-hmm. and trios matches you could do there. World title, TNT title, tag titles, trios titles, no titles. Doesn't matter. Any match within there could be a fucking banger. That's what I would do. I don't personally, I don't think that Punk will be able to put his fragile ego aside. All I got to say is John Moxley is my favorite wrestler in the world. I am so sorry to you, Moxley, that I turned my back on you for one night and one night only. It'll never happen again. You are right. CM Punk, fragile mind, fragile body, weak heart. Fuck off, bitch. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And you want me to follow that up? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Bring yeah, the energy, Dan. Bring, hey, you got to bring the energy. You gotta- Wonderful. Wonderful. There's a lot to go with this. First, of course, he just hit the nail in the coffin. We don't know what's gonna happen because I think they're they're still figuring everything out legally and then just what's going on with him because he came out and said that if they fire fire steel, a steel that he's walking. So if that happens, let him go. Who who the fuck cares? Because because he's a bitch for everything that's going on. Like first he came in, he, the first time he steps foot, he gets a stand ovation in Chicago. I know Tim was there. It was an amazing moment, and he felt like, damn, this is gonna be great. You got CM Punk back after seven years. He's gonna be a big dealer. Eventually they're gonna uh, make him work up. And then win the title. What happens? All that goes great. He wins the title, gets hurt. Now he wins the title again, gets hurt again. It feels like a curse. It feels like every time he wins the title, he gets hurt because he's going to miss now eight months. But some something in the last month changed. I don't know exactly what. I don't know what just went like this to him. But he, he changed. It was like the beloved CM Punk that came back to just the asshole CM Punk who's strong. He, he's always everybody. been an asshole. He's always been a bitter no, asshole. No, no, but, but, but I'm talking about in the locker room. Like everybody had positive vibes with them until a, a month ago. Yeah, then it just flipped. But with him, with his personality, how he came across on TV, and then everything in the back with certain wrestlers, like, you don't call out a guy like Carl Cabana who has said nothing to him in years and mm-hmm. throw him under the bus, say all that personal stuff about him after you just wrestled him won the war title for the second time and you had one hell of a fucking tag title match where the guys went crazy to the point where Tony Khan was like, I got to rebook this match at, at was it Slam, at Grand Slam because they did mm. great. They deserve it. But they're not going to get the recognition right now because of this. It overshadows it. He went to, and then Jericho came on later, was like, don't go into business for yourself. 
and then be uh, and keep everything in house. He right. broke everything. He broke everything, and he didn't give a shit. He didn't care. And then he talked uh, to Tony Khan that way. And of course, Tony Khan has to play a certain way because he's on uh, live TV right now. Live, but, and then he, yeah, live TV. And then he had to stay there for an hour. But it's like, how come you can't be a guy like Jericho, where we we critique care Jericho and his wrestle in the past year, but he's a constant professional. He treats himself the way that you should. He he helps out Tony Khan. This guy, like everybody doesn't know, Chris Jericho had a broken larynx where he had to cancel his first two weeks of his tour date. This guy is wrestling on Dynamite, wrestling on Rampage, wrestling on a pay-per-view, and then he has to go fly out to do four shows with Fozzie. And he does it, and then he's a locker locker room leader in the back because he knows he needs to. He knows what it is up here. Something up here is wrong with Punk. He doesn't do that. He's all about himself. He's all about doing what he wants to do, whereas Jericho's all about what he needs to do for the locker room, what he needs to do for the company, what he needs to do for everybody else. It's the, it's like a, a difference in there. It's like what everybody would see him punk to be. That's what Jericho's being right now because he knows he needs to. Like I, I'm done critiquing Jericho because at least I know he's on the end of his uh, career. And I'm like, okay, I know what I'm going to get from him. At least I know he's going to try and help the product and help the young guys in there. And do everything that he can. Like I'm tired of seeing CM Punk now. I'm tired of the the cancer. Like it's not worth the cons are more worth more than than the pros now. We see it now. This is the second time this has happened, and he's won the, the belt twice in two months. And he's not going to be able to do anything with him because of his own ego. Like he said, he has a fragile ego, fragile mind. And at the end of the day, just let him go because you're gonna. Uh, some people would, won't t- tune in right away, but you're going to get him back with what you're doing on Dynamite. They put on a Dynamite uh, like uh, just on the fly. You play all these homegrown talent, and they have one of the best shows ever. Best shows ever where they had the main event of Garcia and, and Real Yuta, and it banged. You had Hangman Page, the guy that he criticized. Banger match against uh, Brian Danerson. One of the best matches I've seen Hangman do in the last six months. Loved every bit of it. You had the claim cut, cut a great promo with Swerve. And it looks like Swerve is turning here, which is great. You had a lot of good things that you can spear, uh, spit off of this. You can use this homegrown talent. Use this to your advantage. You don't have the elite there right now, which I sucks that they're not there. You don't have Kenny Omega you don't have CM Punk, which I'm glad that he's gone for eight months. But you have this talent there that you can squeeze everything out of and create stars now. You can turn them into uh, those type of big-time stars by using them and getting them over. And uh, just like I said, the, the acclaimed, they're doing it right now. They are over as anybody can be in that company right now, organically, mm-hmm. because they're using them. And if they put them over at Grand Slam, they deserve it. And I think it's going to happen. And everybody's going to go crazy. And everybody kind of uh, criticized putting Billy Gunn with them. But what's uh, what's happening? Billy Gunn is getting over by being with them. Yes. And everybody's chanting daddy ass. They created a t-shirt just <laughs> for him and they claim because he joined them. And he's only been with them for less than a goddamn month. And it's the highest selling t-shirt on fucking AW shop. 
that's all I'm gonna uh-huh. have to say about that. And but they gotta get rid of CM Punk. They have to. I'll, I'll do you, De Niro. Great drop, great energy, Dan. That's the energy. See, that's the energy that we wanted to see from you. I got that Cobra Kai energy. There you go. You gotta gotta give them more. Yes, energy. (laughs) There you go. We want that ruthless aggression from you, Dan. That's what we want. We want that fire out of you, man. Cobra Kai, I know for sure. That's <laughs> De Niro, take it away. Man, I've been saying this since Monday's DeLorean episode. You got to cut this motherfucker. He definitely went into business for himself. He made everything look really bad. He made Tony Khan look bad. He made the locker room look bad. He made the whole product look bad. And to be honest, you know, I mentioned it yesterday on the show. I think it was all by design. I, I don't think he wants to be here anymore. And I think that he was just like, fuck it. You know, I'm going to go on a full kamikaze mission here and just ruin everything. And this way, when I get fired, you don't say, oh, I walked out and quit again. You say, well, he got fired. So that's why he's not here. Because if he walks out again, I don't think the people are going to be as forgiving again like they were for like the past seven years. They were right. chanting his name. They want him back. If he walks out again, people are going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> you had everything you wanted. You didn't have to go against the the writers of WWE and never get your ideas and not wrestle the guys who want to wrestle. He got everything handed to him. So if he walked out of this, it's like, all right, you really just don't love the business. You you're here for the money. So I think that this was by design. Um, to Tim's point, I was mentioning it yesterday. If they were able to put egos aside and make money off of this and make it an angle, that would be amazing. It would be the biggest angle in AEW. but CM Punk is too fragile. You know, we, we've seen shit in the past. We've seen Matt Hardy and Edge put their personal feelings aside to make money. We've seen Kurt Angle and Jeff Jarrett put their personal feelings aside to make money. And those were a whole lot bigger. Those were cheating scandals. Those were a whole lot bigger than somebody hurt my feelings because they said something I didn't like. So if CM Punk cannot put his ego aside to make money with this, then he shouldn't be here because he doesn't have a wrestler's mentality. He shouldn't be here. Also, something that I noticed is he was saying how Hangman Page, he didn't like how he was saying he wasn't going to take advice from the veterans. So CM Punk being a veteran of the game for over 20 years, is this how you tell the young guys how to act in front of the media? Is this how you want the young guys and the next generation to act just like you? Are they supposed to take advice from you and do this shit? Go, to, go into business for themselves, make the company look bad, put yourself above the fucking owner? Come on, like, that's why I'm saying, like, don't be a fucking hypocrite. And yes, I feel like the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, if this was, like I said it yesterday with uh, Kofi Weston, like if this was hip-hop, like, my man, you talking all that shit, you getting shot, you know what I mean? Like, you fucking talk, <laughs> like, no, real talk, though. Like, how do you yeah. say, if I'm still walking up and down these hallways, if you have a fucking problem with me, come confront me, so they do just that, and then you don't even fucking open up the door for them. And then now he's pulling back, because now, supposedly, CM Punk's side is starting to retract the statement that they kicked down the door. He said that was more of a figuratively thing. So now the story's starting to change. We heard what happened with Ace Steel and Kenny Omega. Like, that's some bitch shit. Like, if you're over here brawling, you're over here pulling hair and biting. Like, come on, man. Like, I don't know. I feel like AEW was so much better without him. Last uh, night's episode felt like a 2019-2020 episode of Dynamite, which is something that I feel like it's been missing, is that old-school AEW element. So I don't think it's going to hurt the product. I'm sure the executives and the um, the TV executives are not happy because CM Punk is a big name. But 
I mean, CM Punk has no one to blame but himself. If you look at what AEW did, taking him off TV, not even mentioning him, you can't blame them for that. But I think that whether he's injured or not, he should have been fired on the spot. He should have been fired when he before he left the fucking media scrum. Tony Khan should have took the mic and be like, all right, we'll talk in the back. All right, that's thank you for your two cents. We'll talk in the back. Boom. Yeah. But Tony Khan, he didn't know what to do. I was a little hard on him on Monday saying, oh, well, he was nodding and he was agreeing. I just think he was fucking like took him back and shocked and didn't know what to do in that situation because he was never in that situation. Yeah. So I guess he just didn't know what to do. I mean, this was the first time like you're throwing him into the fire and like, all right, be a boss. You know, like not everyone's your friend. Everybody always says Tony Khan's so approachable. He'll go to the bar with you afterwards. Right now, you got to be the boss. You can't be this friend mm -hmm. of, of CM Punk. So with that being said, you got to do boss shit and say, hey, you're not about to make my whole company look bad from all the fucking wrestling journalists that matter here. You have fucking Dave Meltzer. You have Fightful. You have everyone that matters here. And you're bearing the whole company to the most important uh, wrestling journalist there. And then I keep on going back to the main thing. CM Punk brought this on himself. Because Nick Hosman did not even ask a question about fucking Coca Cabana. CM Punk brought the whole shit up and then has the nerve to say, it's fucking embarrassing. I got to do this shit. Why are you doing it then? Because no one asked you to do it. Like, yeah. that's what I'm saying. This shit was a kamikaze mission. For weeks, we've been hearing that he didn't want to be there. He's thinking about leaving. He's not happy with his spot. So you know what? Instead of walking out, let me get fired so I can at least save face. That's what I'm thinking. That's my whole opinion of that. Yo, and today, I, I wasn't even thinking about any of it until, like, it just hit me. He could possibly go out in his last wrestling match as winning the world championship. Yep. Like, that is, like, the fucking level of Michael That's Jordan true. fucking walking out in 98. Yeah. Tom Brady, if he gets one fucking this year walking out, like, Hell he yeah. could go out. His story could be not that he, like, walked out in the AEW, but, hey, I won the world title. You I got always hurt. say my last match, I, was, I won the title. Yep. Yeah. Fuck crazy how fucked up that could spin, dude. For real. It's very true. I mean, it's Michael Jordan didn't get fired. He walked away. He walked away. Boy, it's almost the same yeah. as this. I mean, here's the thing for me, you know, coming down to it, and I kind of waited. I I, you know, since Monday when we talked, you know, dinner, like I kind of wanted to like, wait it out, want to hear more development as as the story developed more and more. It's just at the end, I'm gonna I'll see I'm gonna put it in a business aspect perspective. Tony Khan should have should have done there, taking away the mic. Hey, calm down. Let's talk about it in the back. How you mentioned, should have done that instead of being he's being a fan. And this is where the biggest issue is now hurting AEW before the situation. The biggest problem here, there is no structure. There's no hey controlling your your creativeness. There's nobody there controlling your promos. Controlling your character, controlling the matches. There's no structure because this individual decides to be a fan than more than a businessman. You have daddy's money, you're using it, you got your promotion, you created an alternative and praise you for that, Tony Khan. However, we see all these people are getting injured throughout every other matches because there's no structure, there's no credo, there's no production there. We see promos that it goes off like going past in the gray area, crossing the line. Like we saw what happened with the Eddie and the Sammy. We saw like other, like with the Hangman and Punk. You know, we're seeing other ones that, as well that it just, it, it takes it personal. And that's the problem. 
these individuals, and, and I mean all respect to all of the to the roster, who has never been in WWE, welcome to the big leagues of the entertainment aspect of professional wrestling on a top national platform of discovery. And this is where Tony Khan fucked up because he did not add its structure. Structure is put in place here. to make things run smoothly. Exactly. And you can see shit is not running smoothly. No, because he, he allowed that creative freedom. He said, hey, come on, guys, come over. Yeah, you know, I'll let you do what the fuck you want. Okay, you see what Malachi did. What did Malachi do? He asked for his release. He wanted his, what he wanted to do with his character. He got he got it, though, right? But what did they do with him? Nothing. When have we seen him much until after the Cody, you know, you know, feud? What happened after that? That was a money character. Yes. Big money character. Nothing. When he kicked Arn in the face, my God, dude. He could have pushed him oh, yeah. to the fucking moon. Yeah. He should have got a title shot, like, Months ago, yeah, that's somebody. That's somebody that could have been pushed in place of uh, Punk when Punk came. Is that? And not only are you likely going to lose Punk here, but you lost Black with his mental health. But imagine if he would have been pushed if he never brought in CM Punk. Yeah, I mean the, the opportunities were there to develop your own, your your talent, your homegrown yeah. talent to help you develop. The product within the last three years, going on four years, you had to you have it with Hangman, and you dropped the ball when you took away the belt. As much as I respect Punk, I, and I mean talent perspective, not in a personal, because I said it, I lost my respect to him personally. As a talent, I'll give him his credit. You paid his dues, but you've been out of the game for seven years, son. You said you won't watch the product within the last seven years. So guess what? It's a different era. It's not what it was during the mm-hmm. attitude, ruthless aggression, even the time when you were there the, in what 2011 was the last time he left, right? Or 2012. 14. Yeah, I forgot. 14, 14 right? right? Or yeah, yeah, 14. So it's not that era anymore. It's different. This is a whole different modern. This is modern pro wrestling. And you know how you mentioned Tim, you said you you wanted to help the guys grow. You took all those matches, like with Lee Moriarty and everything else, and then you're being a hypocrite saying, like, oh, I don't want to work with these kids. You put me to work with these kids. Motherfucker, you're the one who said that you want to work with these kids. And now you're taking the words back. And this yep. is a, it's a shame because this is a guy who's representing your product. This is the guy who's representing your company, who's going to be champion. And, yes, there's as a businessman, controversy makes money. Tony Khan is right now needs to find a solution. This is If I was Khan, because I know Khan is going to do this. He's going to keep CM Punk. I'll tell you that right now. I hate to say that, but he will. He's, but here's the, here's the catch. This needs to, he did not need to put Punk into the, into the main event picture no more. If you're going to bring Punk back, you know, Punk back, let this slide out for eight months. Fuck it. Wait until next year of October for all out. Bring him back for that. Make him apologize on national television. To everybody in Chicago or any or everybody there, make him apologize. And here's the catch to it. Have the, uh, no. 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 Have the elite come out. Have the elite come out. Like I said, even then too. Have them. Oh shit, we got a we got a special guest. Jump on the ring is in the house. Bruno. Hey, what's up, everybody? What's good, Bruno? What's, what's up, up, guys? What's up? 
I'm glad to be here on with you guys. Usually I'm making good my boys look night. good behind, you know? Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's right. Alecta himself, Selecta Peru. What's going on, brother? I Mr. was listening Positive to you guys on the way home from work, and there's a lot of you guys are you guys, I feel, are all ganging up on poor old Mr. Punk over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I heard his whole positive rant. My man Bruno was talking about how that those were the best muffins and shit. <laughs> I, I just want to know, okay, I just got to ask this out. You guys, um, I don't know if you know, I, Ivan probably knows, there's a gap, which is like a good 10-year gap when CM Punk, uh, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, that whole era of WWE, I was out of touch. So I didn't see that run. But I know there's been this big allure behind CM Punk for all these years. That's why it was so big that Tony brought him back. One thing that everyone talks about CM Punk as to why one of his big things that he stands out for was the, uh, if I believe, the pipe bomb promo, right? And you guys are all saying yeah. that he, he did this, whatever, uh, back in the days and he's doing it again now. But why then were so many people wanting to see this guy back? You know what I mean? That's uh, that's that's just what I'm trying Can't to say. Can I say something? Out. Yeah, go ahead. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, I feel yeah. like the pipe bomb promo was necessary when it happened, but this wasn't necessary. Like the company has handed you everything you wanted. This wasn't oh, yeah. a disgruntled punk who never got his way. Yeah, of course. Like, I'm not so saying that's it, why I'm not saying like, I'm not I'm not backing him up on it. I'm just saying it's like you guys kind of he got famous kind of off of being a loud mouth and just saying what he wants. Maybe not the right. She gets time. tired though. Yeah. <laughs> You guys, you guys are very, but, but another thing I want to say to, to defend him, if I could play devil's advocate to make it a little fun here, Go uh, for it. I was just going to say that, okay, he did say that it was not the right time. It was a terrible, you know what I mean? It made Tony look bad as you guys were just saying before. And, but and I said like last night with the other guys, I was like, yeah, but Tony, I feel played it correctly in the moment because if he acts uh, frantic or tries to call an audible in the moment and you know uh, uh, turn off his mic then that will really make like now look make Tony look really more out of control and seem like that whole thing was out of control he could now, just grab the, the mic and the, say we'll talk in the back yes of you course but frantic. he also in his head he was probably saying okay I'm gonna have to do something about this after he's done he's, he's letting it out I'm gonna have to do something but what really made the whole thing blow up just to say it it's the People that really should be saying the example, which are the bosses of the company. Yeah, and that's what I was, you know, getting at was that they need to structure. If they need a structure to have to like how Vince McMahon had it, he had his delegates for them to say what he feels, and, and, and he's like the final boss. And that's what Tony Khan should be: have like his Jericho, his Moxley's, a, yeah. a Regal, a Jerry Lynn, a Di Malenko, have them. Yeah. Control that asylum, and then you'll be the you're the warden. Yeah, you'll be the last person to say. So I think that the big thing with punk is, and uh, the, like like again, I'm a, was one of the biggest CM Punk fans in the world. I yearn for him to come back. For me, he got in his WWE run when it ended. He was being booked like crap, and that's why fans like, like understood. I understood why he walked away. He should have been getting the WrestleMania main event. You know, that's the big meme going around everywhere. All these people at WrestleMania main events, not CM Punk. He should have, in my opinion, gotten a WrestleMania main event. It should have been Rock, Cena, Punk in a triple threat um, instead of just Cena, Cena, Rock 2. So I think, yeah. and that's why, So like for me personally, and I know thousands of other people chanting CM Punk for seven years because we thought he got a raw deal in WWE. Then yeah. he gets brought into AEW, gets handed everything on a silver platter, gets to do whatever he wants, and then that's what he that that's how he treats Tony Khan, and that's how he treats the locker room. I don't Hor think he's treating to his ten intention, in all fairness, was to go mm -hmm. at Tony. This is like, 
he's getting ganged up on by this clique, let's call it, of, of people that also have power to back them up. And they're ganging up on him. And then you have the media talking amongst each other and really just putting stuff out there in the verse. And, you know, instead of saying it to one guy, oh, put this in your article. I want to put my statement on this article. No, he's like, I'm going to wait till everyone's watching me live. And I'm going to say what I have to say to address the situation. I'm sick and tired of everyone talking shit, ganging up on me. Like, I'm not defending him, but maybe he made bad decisions backstage or whatever. And there was a reason for them to gang up on him. I understand. But the way they did it, it's like it was like you could see how mentally the guy could probably be driven to that point. Like I had enough of this. I'm not gonna just add to the rumor mill and give a statement on a, on an interview or a podcast or a, an article website. I'm gonna say it live when everyone's watching me, all the, the the wrestlers, all the media, everybody. I'm gonna say what I have to say about it and get it off my chest. And I'm pretty sure he didn't think the guys were gonna storm his room. Which is, again, another story. It's going to be interesting, right? Do you guys feel it's going to be interesting to see what really happened? Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, I wish oh, it was oh, definitely. And, but it's, it's kind of funny that he, that he said in the presser, if you got something to say to me uh, walking down the hallways, come by me. You can come right up to me. I don't care. And then when they did it, shit hit the fan. Yeah, but that's the question. It's all about this is where the story is going to be interesting to, for us all to find yeah. out, right? How did they do it? When did they do it? Like, did they come in and say, yo, we got to talk? And he's like, get the fuck out. They did out. a double super or, kick or to did the they door. Fucking, exactly. They do a, a double super kick and come in and be like, yo, what the fuck's your problem? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's so many. Right, right. There's a lot of questions. And I've been saying this for fucking uh, almost a year now. I cannot wait for in 10 years from now. To hear these shoot interviews and podcasts and really hear, like, the way we hear now all the NWO era and, the, like, you guys brought up right before I came on. Uh, I think you guys were kind of alluding to it. But, yeah, like, the way we hear all those stories now, how much, how interested are you guys to really hear this crap down oh, the sure. line, you know? Especially oh, with, why, why did Cody leave, like, the true story? Like, that's yeah, a big Yeah, one. well, now that really is, yeah, yeah, that's back in the air, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you guys, I'm sure you guys saw the, the rumors that Wrestling Inc. put out. They said that... This has been brewing since February. It all started because CM Punk thought the Young Bucks and Cody's beef made Cody leave, and they thought that they should have repaired that relationship. And they oh, lost. so you're saying there was a beef with Cody and them too? Oh yeah, that's okay. why he. Yeah, that's why Cody left because he wasn't getting along with the Bucks and Kenny Omega. So Cody left because of that. And again, these are all rumors. What I yeah. what I read. It kind of makes sense now that you're seeing it. Yeah. Like you're seeing that how Cody yeah. had his own little universe that started happening after, and the Elite yeah. had their own. Yeah, so carry he on. broke away from the yeah. Elite early on too. Yeah, yeah, so then, so so Punk felt that Co he was upset that Cody left to go to WWE and thought that the relationship could have been mended, and then he didn't like. And then he's been in in Khan's ear since February because he didn't like how Hangman Page's title run was going. So he was trying to get him to switch that up. And Hangman, the Bucks were not happy about it. And then when Hangman made the comment about Colt Cabana, whatever that was on national TV, that spun him. So like this has been spinning since February. Like I again, I don't know if it's true or not. It's dirt sheets. What I read off Wrestling Inc. Who knows? But supposedly this has all been brewing since Cody left. Yeah. Is there even proof that the elite was actually leaking shit about CM Punk to the dirt sheets? Because I haven't seen that anywhere. Because CM Neither. Punk was no. saying how the Neither. elite was slandering his name with the dirt sheets, basically, with the whole Adam Page situation, with the whole Cabana situation. I mean, I, I haven't seen anywhere that it was the, the what's called the Young Bucks that told Dave Meltzer to report that. Like, so I wonder if that's like speculation or he knows for a fact that that came from the elite. Yeah, supposedly it came from Kenny Omega's mouth, but I don't believe. I, it, I'm just reading whatever it's 
there, you know, quote unquote. Yeah, we're Kenny only, Omega wants to save the dog, leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, we're just opinionators here. But like what I was trying to mention earlier, so what I was trying to get at is have Punk apologize. And then, like I said, controversy turns money. But he needs to allow this to be on a hold, have him for eight months, let this wash away. But before he brings him back, because I'm telling you, Tony Khan, I don't feel they will let him go. I don't think he would. I think he will keep him. For a business no, perspective, it, yeah. I, I, I think because he, I think because his he has the torn tricep, and it's going to uh, keep him out for eight months. They're going to see how he is in eight months. I feel like that's what yeah. they're going to do. They're going to see how his mindset is, is and everything. Right. Yeah. But the thing is, within those eight months, I hope this piece of shit re- fucking realize what he's done was a big mistake. Yeah. What you've done, I get, I get it. You wanted to get at dirt sheets, okay? But you mentioned EVPs, which should have been mentioned of. And then that's where everything was all went to shit. But what I'm trying to say is that have him apologize to everybody in that locker room and then turn this to a story. Then if that's the case, if Tony wants to keep him, make it up like how you mentioned Tim fucking make make him have you know FTR everybody else go out and just let's start let punk start it off. Fucking apologize to the lead in front of them on, on, in the ring and then he bullshitted, kick him in the nuts, and then that's when you start your story. And then that's Wardlow, if he wants to Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but, that's but, a- question, <laughs> question though, if he does yeah. do that, is do you think is it now gonna become a situation of you can't have one without the other? Like if he takes back punk, the elite boys don't want back, or vice versa? Do you think it's gonna be one of those? And if I, so, I, if so, oh, which do you take if you're Tony Khan? To be honest, I think that after all this, I can't see Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks wanting to resign. I could see them leaving because, yeah, yeah just because, too. hey, you know, we believed in Tony and he put us in that position to have to deal with someone like CM Punk. So but now they, we don't have faith with him. They, but the, why did they ha- – they didn't have to make their vice presidents. They're going to have a meeting Monday morning. What, regardless if that happened, they're having a, a board meeting of some sort like Monday morning going over the pay-per-view, the business, this and that, right? So mm. they know they're yeah. going to have a meeting tomorrow morning, either way, or Tuesday morning at latest. I don't know their freaking schedule. But you instead said, I'm going to hothead and just barge into the guy's room without the owner there while they're on TV. So you know 100% the owner won't be able to come there, right, and, and see what's going on. So, again, you can't put all the blame on Punk. He, did, he definitely didn't do the right thing, but you cannot put all the blame on Punk, man. That's all I'm saying. You know, <laughs> You're saying I'm have to get it right. <laughs> Vice presidents, EVPs yeah. should not be acting like that, especially knowing you're our management, bro. And I think that's, and I think that's why they got suspended, probably oh, for a month, because he probably that's that's probably one of the first people that TurnerCon went to was them, talked to them, then talked to Punk, made his rounds. That's why he probably didn't make any decision until late Tuesday or Wednesday. He yeah, wanted to get all the facts. He wanted to hear everybody's story that he could possibly get, get somebody to come in to deal with the legal stuff, and then he made the decision. He was like, probably my best uh, bet right now is to suspend everybody, take the belts off of them. It was probably already taking the belt off of Punk because he was going to be out for eight months, but to take the belts off of them and then to have it that way so no one uh, can say anything about it in the long run from the locker room, because then you're giving people opportunities off of that, and you're dealing with the situation, and basically just taking everybody involved and pushing them to the side, so no one uh, 
has a say in it from that side. And he can work on it, and then he can kind of be like, okay, the ship is still running, but these guys are there because I'm dealing with them. I'm seeing what I need to do, and that's where we're going. And he just suspended uh, uh, the Young Bucks Everybody. and but Kenny Omega involved, because you right? know it what they Everyone involved, yeah. he had to. Okay, I can't choose sides right now, so just everyone yeah. suspended. Uh, now I, I don't know if you guys touched on this before I tuned in, but uh, do you guys feel that what he ended up pulling off yesterday night was good? Because I, I just wanted to say, I, I, I thought it was, this was the was best great. thing that could have happened to the trio. Great thinking title. on the fly, right? Yeah. It was, and, and, it's uh, not been the best thing that happened to the trio's title because <laughs> those titles were dead as fuck from the second <laughs> minute. And, and then, <laughs> I can't agree more. <laughs> and can I, well, and Kenny Omega had to be, Kenny Omega had to be the first three title holder in eight yeah. years. So right? Knows, yes. God knows he was booking himself. And you make such good points about the Young Bucks and Kenny. You know, we didn't even talk about that because we we're so focused centric on Punk. But yes, they are 110 percent are in the wrong as well. They yeah. could have let cooler heads prevail. And you're, you're right, 110 percent on that. Absolutely. But but you, but you know what Kenny Omega isn't. The first double champ because that's Pac. Yeah, the Omega Is Kenny Omega still uh, president of the video game or whatever he was? Uh, that's uh, another question because that's like on its release, right? Man, I could go off on that video game too. Don't get me started. Well, oh, I can tell you that uh, Evil Uno will take care of that because yeah, that's what I'm mad about. Evil Uno has been very involved in this video game. I heard he's not yes. even in the game. Really? That's fucked How? up. He's been there since day one of eight. Exactly. That's fucked no, up. I'm, well, I'm not even his no. biggest fan, but like he's been there from day one. He deserves to be in the game. He's yeah. been a part of the AEW game. No, Twitch I think he is that. in the game. I think he is in the game. No, it was just announced that he's part of the roster members that are not going to make the final cut. Really? And, and I'm probably pretty sure. Their but... back is against the wall, and they need to just put out a game soon, probably. Probably, probably yeah. behind on shit. Like, okay, yeah. so the cost I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's probably in the DLC, because you know how the gaming board is, where they got to have people... Throwing on the side to where you got to pay extra to get more stuff. Because you remember the whole FTR thing? I can't see FTR on the faces of the DLC pack. Don't even Probably. get me fucking oh. started. <laughs> don't even get me. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a zip it right Listen, now. Don't. If that's the plan, if that's the plan oh, now that you no. said it. Hold on. I, I, I want to hear what. Go ahead, Tim. Go ahead. I want to hear it. Why the fuck are FTR not in that game? I, I don't know. give a fuck about really? DLC. Yeah. He, may have, he, may have said the point, he may have said the point right there, though. If they're going to use it because they're going to do uh, monthly DLCs or something, and they know they have that in their back pocket, like everybody wants FTR. Fuck it. We're not going to put it right Man, away. Man, DLC should you know be for I mean? legends, not regular roster members. Like, you yeah. should expect the regular roster. But they're doing their yeah. own AW thing. They, they're they're yeah, fully in then, tune with, with the demo, it. right? They're in tune with the but, demo, and yeah. they know these games love their DLCs, you know? Yeah. I, I recently was working for a video game place, and I had to help fucking put together the Smash Brothers tournaments. Bro, I learned about DLCs. Trust me. I'm going to have to have every freaking guy ever created in order for our tournament to be official. You had to have every DLC downloaded. Like, okay. 100-something for the game, another 100-something for all these fucking characters on every copy of the game that we got. Either way, but potentially, if FTR's not in it, like I was going to say, you may have brought up a good point uh, that is maybe they're going to push the DLCs, which yeah. may make it fun. You know, every month there's a you add more to the roster, and if you didn't buy the game yet, maybe now that there's some more characters, you may buy it now. Yeah, and as time goes by, anybody that gets added to the roster, more than likely they were developed characters go, yeah. for the game uh, in other patches of the DLC. I heard that's why they're not going to have a community creation suite. So 
It's going to be one game, and it's just going to constantly get updated for like the next couple of years. Yeah. Well, okay. they're starting out. They're trying something new, so let's not, uh, you know, let's see what happens. And is it maybe it's DLCs or maybe it's budget cuts, and they need to get the game on time, as they said. Like now, they really started promoting that it has a release date. So like, yo, we got to get this out, and we got to get it out clean instead of having an abundance of characters. Yeah, um, who knows? But but anyway, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I want to just move on because, I mean, it's a new, I mean, new era. I just want to move on very briefly because I think this one really touched, really touched me. But before, of course, no, it ain't Vader time. No, you know what it's time. It's time say, How for... great was all of the wrestling without any elite influence last night? Well, it was yes, a, little, a little bit of page. I yeah. brought up last night. Is Paige now maybe going to be the guy, the Triple H in the curtain call here? He's still with the company, but they're going to fuck with him night. for a bit. I, right? I think so. And that crowd was booing him, too. That <laughs> yeah. crowd was not happy with Paige. Yeah, oh, so, man. But yeah. Lot, you know what? I, I keep saying it. Shout out to Tony Khan for the good, for the bad. He brought us this other company to bring us these type of talks and like we used to have back in the days. This will go me Amen. back into it. Like I said, I didn't watch for a while. I was had my eye back on it when I got an alert on my WWE Network app. Saying Shawn, uh, Undertaker's coming to the ring to face Shawn Michaels. This is when, like, one of their Saudi Arabias. So back in the, a couple of years ago, I bought the network because I heard that you could watch all the old shit. So I had it on my phone. So I woke up. For, I work at bars and stuff. So I woke up in the afternoon. I see Undertaker's coming to the ring live now to face Shawn Michaels. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, let me see what the hell's going on here. 8 p.m. Am I hungover? What the fuck's going on? And so, yeah, that got me back, that, that, that got me back into it, uh, having an eye on it. Then I saw Jericho at that press conference, signing to All Elite. Mm. Had my eyes on it. And then, yeah, my first pay-per-view was uh, whichever one they had, the brother versus brother match there, Cody versus Dustin. Oh, yeah, the first one. No, yeah, that Nelson, was the yeah. first one, yeah. But didn't they have, like, an unofficial thing before that at, a, like, a, a convention or something? Uh, no, that was that was unofficial. That was before the dynamite era. But they had that. They had all in. Of course, they had all in. Yeah, so, yeah. First... You might be thinking about all in. Yeah, well, I think yeah, it was Kenny fought two. Joey Janela in that crazy match. May have, was whatever... it? I, I don't remember. So. I don't... I, I, that comment. It was like a fighting game convention or some shit. Oh, the CEO. Yes, uh, that convention. CEO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, say something. That was seen. um. Yeah. Um, that was their second show, Fighter Fest. They okay. did it at the CEO okay. convention. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. All I have to say, yeah, yeah. I'll say, man, I've been plugged back in since, especially since the launch of this, because I was a big WCW. I was a fan of everything, and I liked this, like we're talking about now. Who's jumping oh, yeah. where? You know what I mean? So now, now they have an alternative. They could have a little more of an ego backstage for better or for worse. Obviously, not in Punk's case, because he's like fucking. I don't hate. I don't hate everyone, but. <laughs> you know, Cody building his name, building his brand, saying, fuck this, yeah. I'm jumping off a sinking, well, not a sinking ship, but I'm jumping out of the fire, I'm going over there, you know, and I'm Malachi Black, I don't know if you, did you guys talk about that? Briefly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, did, we did briefly. What I wanted to get into is, of yeah. course, I mean, I know you guys covered it last time on, you know, last night, Joe for the Ring, I just want to cover the main facts, the main ones that I'm looking forward to see what's going to happen now with this, you know, this new era. That is, of course, is Dynamite! That's right, Dynamite! It is Dynamite! That's right, because it is. Uh, I'm, I'm happy that the announcement was made, of course. Tony Khan's addressed, you know, the state of the titles. I was happy with this, of course, with the... This! Yes. And what I love, he didn't say... He had a new world fucking champion. 
thank you. Thank yeah, you, you piece of shit. I don't know, no. Hell no. He better not do this again. And what I what I really and I heard Tim last night too. You just brought John Moxley was supposed to go on vacation. You brought him back now. It's like that brings back the fire as an AEW fan from the beginning. You know, all the guys that really care they're from being say, fuck it, we need to help this right now. Shit at the family to back Tony up. Uh, Jericho's promo fired me up when he threw it yeah. in. It's my fucking yeah. locker room. Yes. Uh, like we, we yes. talked about last night. Are they giving the, is this, do we need to kind of do a reset and bring that belt back to Le Champion right now to reset everything and restore order? Is <laughs> start that from the start again? I, I, <laughs> I, I was saying that, I was saying that a month ago. I hope that after all out that they would hit the reset button and then you get a little bit of a difference in a lot of long-term story, uh, storytelling there and, it took this melee to happen to create it, and boy, are we getting it because we get we're gonna get a new champion. Plus, the fact that MJF is back, he got the chip, yeah. and then he can use that at any time. Which you know he's gonna use it probably oh, at the next pay per view. Yeah, yeah. And that's the one thing. That's the one thing I'm pissed at CM Punk because you could have had a great storyline between the two when you put MJF I'm, over, I'm happy, and now I'm happy. It. It's a complete reset. I'm like you, yeah. like you said, I'm happy yep. that like literally a lot of stuff was a little too predictable, right? But we're enjoying the show, you know what I mean? But this was a hard factory reset right here. Where yeah. literally like yeah. punks out of the equation, they got a remix MJF, uh, the, the like I said, the Trios title. I was pumped last night. That match, I was so much more into that match with Trios title last night than the one at the pay per view, right? What yep. a hard yeah. factory reset. For, uh, and that and that was yeah, fucking awesome because right when I saw that they were that the elite were suspended and I saw the trios match between Death Triangle, Best Friends, and Orange Cassidy, I tweeted, I retweeted uh, or quote tweeted fucking A Dub and I said, "Can we please put the trios championship on the line tonight?" Boom, Tony fucking told you the real CK. Like I was so, <laughs> I, I, I was so elated when I found that out because those those two teams, those six guys. All AEW originals. They've mm-hmm. been there from the very beginning. They're part of the heart and soul of the fucking company. All six of them are amazing. Ta- well, five of them are amazing talents. Chuck Taylor's okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Chuck Taylor. But again, he's an OG original OG. AEW. Yep. I wanted to see them win, honest, to be honest. I, really I would have been... I would have been fine with it because I want to see Orange Cassidy have a belt. So I would have been more than fine if the best friends in Orange Cassidy won. Plus, Moxley's promo was so fiery, so mm-hmm. passionate. And How he said gr- something for the first time in a while. He actually said words, told, said something without just telling yeah. us. Said, "But I'm gonna be violent and bad and violent, and <laughs> break and stuff then, and yep. violent and break yeah. stuff." There's a promo and uh, fired me up too. Like I said, uh, AWOG, and I'm hard on Moxley. If yeah. you guys uh, ever tune in, yeah. uh, but I give him props last night. Give props again to all the uh, to the OGs that we can see. MJF Moxley. Is that what you're trying yeah. to tease us right here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we, t- me and Tim talked about this. So it was like, when are they going to start to use Pac the way that they need to? Mm-hmm. Ever since Forbidden Door, they put the all-ank title. They they gave him the, that. He's been uh, touring different indie pr- programs, uh, defending it. He gets a match at the pay-per-view. But then they put this trio's title on it. So he's the first double champ. And you you give him the honor of being that. You rewarded Life him for deserves. the work. That yeah, he's yeah. doing, and you're using him a lot more now, and it gives me hope with him because he's been there since the beginning. They, fuck uh, when when Moxie got hurt that August, it was supposed to be him and Omega all out. 
they called an audible. They put Pac in there, and they actually had him beat Omega at, at the second all-out. And that shows you something with how much you trust him to put him over on a guy like Omega. And now he's getting the chance to be not one champ, but a double champ now and with the, that triangle. And I'm loving every second of it. There's a chance that in a month, every champ that walked into all-out might not be champion anymore. There, you could have completely different champions by that time because yeah. you got the trios titles, they changed because of, the, of this. The war titles that's changing because of the suspension. Uh, at the, you have the women's champion, it's on Tony Storm, uh, right now, so uh, it's, it's interim, but I like to say changed. You got the tag titles are going to be on the line again at Grand Slam, you have a chance that that changes then, and then that just leaves the all Atlantic uh, championship, which I think right for he should stay on him for a while. So that would be the only belt not to. And I'll I'll then TNT. But, of course, you keep it on Warlow. And they did did it right by him by having him cut that fierce promo saying, if you don't remember who I am, I am Warlow. This is my word. I love every bit of it. And they gave him his old music back. (laughs) Yeah, and they reintroduced him. Okay, Look, that's I'll, why they, they so uh, that okay. I didn't realize that he had new music or diff- old music. You said, well, yeah, he has his uh, original theme song back. Okay, is it, that it, why it, it, they showed him it walking was mixed, and the sound guy put my put my music. Oh yeah, I don't think yeah. that's supposed to be on camera. Oh, that's what <laughs> I was like. Where's my music? Now, now that now that you're saying that, I was thinking yeah. maybe it was, but I don't think that was okay. Yeah, maybe it was intended it, to be. Because like you know that. when he was walking up the steps, he looked back like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah, usually music? there's no music playing, and, yeah. and people are see Wardlow yeah. on the yeah. way. And then he has that, the ring. and then he has that fire music that plays right after he, he walks up. But then it, it was kind of like a mixture of both, and it was great because he deserves it. He and deserves, if a, they keep he deserves going, a story. No, yes. isn't this a problem yeah. right now with him? Like, who do you guys think? Yeah, we're gonna get into that. But I want what I want to get into is because the statement of what Moxley, besides MJF, I'm happy he's back. But one thing I want to you know, this was the most touching for me. It was because Moxley should fall president all day. Make him fucking president of AEW. <laughs> Fuck that. If this guy <laughs> said things that I'm like. Oh yeah, you should be the next Jack Tunningham, like the old WWE Golden Era. Yeah, put everybody <laughs> on fucking check. And but this speech, man, I think this speech that he, how he defended the product, and I'm glad to see the fans were behind it. And that's where I'm happy to see that they were like, yes, we're with you. Don't feel distraught of what happened, you know, you know, on Sunday. Let's talk about let's move forward to the future now of you know AEW, the professional wrestling, the sport of. You know, professionally, and I love how Moxie really nailed it down. Everything overall, the passionate, everything. I enjoyed it. I, this guy should be the fucking leader of that locker room. I don't know why he's gonna make him the leader of the locker room. If Jericho doesn't want to take the initiative, then have Moxie to take that initiative because that's the problem. Nobody, those veterans do not want to take that role. If that's the that's the case with this situation happening, now's the time. Now it's time for you to elevate and encourage, get away that discouragement, that negativity backstage. Make that your fucking locker room say, I'm the leader. Let's go. Like just uh, that Taker did. Taker did it when Hogan left. Taker took over after that, before yeah. Austin The Rock was born and everybody else. He took that leadership. Even when Bret Hart, Bret Hart wasn't the leader. I'm sorry to say it. I love Bret Hart, but Taker was the one, the leader. Uh, 
throughout this whole many years. Nobody else could have touched Taker at all, not even Vince, because Vince even knew that was his guy that he could not lose. And Tony Khan is finally seeing who he should appreciate. Moxley, who was there for you when you got him, and he took the fall for you twice. Twice. And this is where I get mad at Tony Khan. This is your guy. This is your this is your star. This is your product. This is who could represent your company. And yeah. and Moxley sacrificed that for the company. And this is why I get Tony Khan to call him an intern. Like, you're a dumbass. He should have been uh, a, a AEW World Champion from the summer, not all oh, two weeks, and then he loses it in Chicago. I'm sorry. No. However, I, I, I just, however – just to play devil's advocate, I got like two. I do not. I do, <laughs> have we not learned a lesson that as good as some of these guys are, when they're in their prime, like right now, and they're so active right now, they should not have a big office role. Just be a leader in the locker room, like you said. Oh, well, yeah, that's it. Oh, that okay, is it. Okay. Okay, it was just like hypothetical or whatever you said when you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I, I mean, no, no, no. no, make him CEO right now. <laughs> Did you guys see today? There was a I saw posted. Uh, I think from Fightful, an AW talent meeting was set to take place today at four fifteen Eastern time with talent, referees, coaches, and announcers. Brian Danielson, Chris Jericho, and John Moxie were set to lead the meeting. Did you guys? Hear yeah, I saw that? that from yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it happened, has there been, it happened has there right been, before. It, has been, it happened okay, right before so Dynamite. Okay, yeah. th that was yesterday. Yeah, yeah it was yesterday. The, oh, okay, I'm I'm, I'm retarded. Yeah, I'm no, retarded. Good, but, but that's 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 absolutely fucking amazing because yeah, those are the course, three yeah. guys in yeah, that yeah. locker room who should step up and do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, for sure. It's like, yeah, it's like I said before. It was it was made by Jericho. Jericho was the guy that did it. And you just said uh, guys that are big in the in the locker room shouldn't be having the EVP roles and whatnot. Jericho doesn't have any role with the company other than being one of the biggest stars to, that they signed, and he leads by example. He's the one guy there that is doing that. He, he's still wrestling. He doesn't have a title with the company other than wrestler, but he's doing what he needs to do in the locker room to lead by example. Yeah, yeah. face of the team, yeah. you know, like a captain, yeah. like the captain of the hockey yep. team, and there's like three assistant captains or whatever. You know, yes, yeah. great, great analogy. Yeah, and there's sometimes there's teams that have such camaraderie where a captain says, I don't want to be captain. I'd rather there's all three wear the A. Uh, it happens uh, yeah. sometimes. You know? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, but I, I, yeah, go ahead. I just want to hear, like, I want to hear everybody. I mean, we're, we're hearing everybody so far, but should I'm, I'll, talk, I'll ask you, Tim, should Moxley take that leadership role? If they, if they don't want, if Jericho, let's say Jericho doesn't want to do it, I mean, we did mention that Brian, all three of them were there. The veterans were there. However, though, who should be taking this initiative? Should Moxley be the one taking it, or who do you? Or should it be all three of them at the same time? What do you think? What do you? Think? Yeah, I, I think it should be. I was gonna. Uh, I was gonna bring it up. I think it, uh, that meeting up. I think it should be the three of them. And I think the way Mox cut his promo and how he put over all that other talent in the tournament, put over the company, put over the world title, that was fucking beautiful. Jericho's promo was fucking electric. I mean, it was short, but man, it fucking made me feel, dude. It was just so passionate yeah so you got those two and then you got you know spoiler alert your future aew world champion all right brian danielson so you got the three of them those are the three guys who should be leading that locker room 100 not the evps it should be those three guys and they should set the tone for everyone else so yes 100 those three mox's promo 
just seeing a little like I sort of got to get tears in his eyes. Seeing those tears in his Same eyes. Same here. Same he's, here. He's my favorite wrestler in the world. I felt so much passion coming from him yesterday. Again, I apologize. I, I rooted for CM Punk for one night against you, Mox. I love you so much. You're my everything. But always but, forgiven. Yeah, but fucking that promo. Yes, lead the locker room, Mox. You're the man. Do it with Brian. Do it with Jericho. All three of you. And what we saw on Dynamite yesterday. Keep pushing that trend. Let's go. That's fucking cool. That is right. That's right. You feel the same, Danero? You feel the same? I feel a hundred percent the same. I got goosebumps during Mox's promo, and I went into. The episode thinking that it's going to be a dumpster fire because of all this drama going on. But right off the bat, Mox's promo made me believe again, like, yeah, you know what? This is AEW. They, they haven't really disappointed me much in the past. This is the company that really got me really back into wrestling. So I'm all for it. And I think that both Mox and Jericho took the initiative to, they had like sublims inside of their promo to like give the fans hope that yeah. we're not going to go away like that. We're not going to crumble down. This is not the Titanic. We have cancers in the locker room. We cut them out. This is what we got now. Believe in it. So definitely, I, I got goosebumps during that promo for sure. It, it was amazing. Oh man, yeah. I, and also, I think that for your question about him being a locker room leader, I think for sure he, he's a guy who, in my opinion, leads by example. So as long as he's going out there and just busting his ass, putting on the best matches he could, he's leading by example. Definitely, I I'm with you guys. I mean, Big Dan, do you feel the same? No, I feel the same way as uh, all you guys. Uh, you can never have too many uh, uh, figures in the back that lead by example. As long as they work together, as long as they're on the same page, you can never go wrong with it. And that's what they are. They're on the same page, working together. They had a meeting where they took the initiative. They didn't have to wait for Tony Khan to say anything to them. It was probably their call to do it. They wanted to make sure that the locker room knew what was going on, get everybody on board, and then go from there. And then they went ahead and won the most electric dynamites that they have had in over a year. Yeah. And a lot of stars got over with it. And you have the potential to to uh, put the the belt on uh, one of those uh, figures in Brian Danerson, who hasn't had it yet. And, you, you know, Moxley was supposed to go on vacation more than likely, he's going to do that afterwards. I could see him making the finals and lose to Janerson. Then you have Jericho. Jericho is very busy right now with storylines. And then with Fozzie, when he's not doing a Dynamite or Rampage, he, he's on tour four days a week with the band. So he's very busy. But you got a guy there in Brian Janerson that's there just to wrestle. And is one guy that MJF has yet to, uh, to go in the ring with that has a fresh rivalry right there for you to work with and it gets the yeah. fans invested. And those two uh, the, the just personalities are going to mesh well and give you a great match as long as you put the belt on him. Like with me, I'm just like, it's there for the taking there. Just put the belt on Danielson, go with it and run with it, see how he does. And then you got MJF who's likely going to possibly take it or be there to be the, uh, the antagonist for them. And you can build from there and get everybody invested in the programs and then just build everything around that. Use the homegrown talent you have. You don't have to keep bringing people in. You've got guys there now that are on board that want to work with you and then just went lights out for you. Every match last night was uh, great. Every match yeah. had a meeting and I loved it. Just continue the trend. And Let's also- fucking go!
<laughs> also, just just to piggyback off that, you know, I've been saying on this uh, on this show for weeks now that AEW doesn't allow their show to breathe. They just try to jam pack it with so much action. Yeah. They put so much, so much, so much. I feel like last night was the first time where it was like you were able to breathe with the episode. It wasn't. It didn't feel rushed. It didn't feel like they were just trying to get to the next segment and rush into the next one. It felt like last night you could just breathe. So that was a I, nice I change of pace. Did, they did a lot more promo packages last night a lot a lot of we've been asking for that too yeah yeah yeah. so we've been saying all of us and uh, yeah and i feel that goes to your point i think that helped with the letting it breathe you know coming out of commercial with a little refresher of something that happened either last week or uh, of course on sunday especially sneaking that jungle boy one in there yeah that jungle yeah that was a good promo too i loved it i loved it and then you guys noticed with the whole promo with mjf they literally cut off Punk 100% of that promo. Yes. Nothing I, was yeah. there. Didn't even mention him. He was out no of the mention. opening theme song and everything. <laughs> yes. Yeah, nothing yeah. was there. Nothing was there at so, all. The, everything was focused on MGF and the fans. Yeah. Not in the ring. Yes. Nothing at all. But that's what and I was saying. Like, you that's think perfect. That's how perfect. fire John Moxley's promo was and what the core essence of it was. It's like really we could fire up the crowd, bring life to everyone and all that. Do you think it should have just been a, a segment by itself, maybe to open the show and then have MJF come like after an, another segment, maybe? Like, do you no, think I think it maybe... was done perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah because you know they, they, they I saw, gave us the MJF and then they gave us that, but like you said, they really, they really didn't, didn't have. To, I, I like, think they really wanted to design like that. I, I think they wanted you to get it invested great. in the yeah. potential of having uh, MJF and Moxley, so that if they yeah. put the belt on Danerson. It comes by surprise and catches everybody like a swore. Because everybody's going to think styles... it's going to be them too. I Moxley, actually think it's for a different reason. But Moxley said, I, I love it for one reason. MJF's acting like a face. Moxley goes, you're full of shit. Yeah. All, all I needed, dude. Just one yeah, thing. And then he turned up the heel. MJF turned up the yeah. heel. Like he did the cheesy yep. heel at the beginning. But he found a way to turn up next notch heel now and really just make because he knew he was gonna get the initial crowd reaction. So he did like the fake, oh I'm happy to see you guys, because he had to play to it, right? He couldn't come out full yeah. asshole and they're all like happy to see you. <laughs> Can never uh, be full asshole. And, and you know what? Now that you said it, now that you said it, it makes perfect sense. I mean now that, you, that was the no, that was I it. actually I, think that it was by yeah, design was in a different yeah. way. Now that I you think that, that was exactly it, to turn MJF to next asshole next level, because he couldn't heal the crowd. The crowd was loving him. So having yeah, but also, there. Yeah, Coming out of this weekend, you had a lot of people saying how good the WWE was. You they had a lot of people saying, quick. oh, the WWE <laughs> doesn't do shit like this. You wouldn't see shit like this in WWE. And then you had a guy praising the WWE on AEW television saying, oh, to quote my favorite wrestler, Triple H and Nick Khan. I feel like that was like the embodiment of all the comments that AEW been getting, like the negative comments. And then John Moxley was just like the to remind everybody that AEW is still like the show to watch. AW still the show with the passion. So I think it was just yeah. to have that, you know, yeah. let's talk about He's WWE the in the positive and then yeah. have, yeah. yeah. Talk about the, the bad guys on the other side. Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he mentions Cody Rhodes by name. Uh, the, the American, American Nightmare, Ro- Cody Rhodes. American roller coaster. His buddy. Yeah, the roller coaster. Yeah. The, <laughs> roller coaster. <laughs> the roller coaster. Yeah, the roller coaster. Yeah. And, oh, uh, man. They quoted Triple H with uh, what's best for business. He's so good at what he does. Go sign with the other (laughs) con, the real con, Nick. (laughs) Jolly old Saint Nick. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. But like, I want to talk about this this triangle very, very brief. I, 
I'm, you know, I'm with Tim when I heard you guys like, yes, I'm fucking, I'm happy too that Death Triangle won it. Pac is now a double champ. Awesome. He deserves it because he's never had an opportunity. Yeah. What I'm really loving now is now that these trios are away from the elite, yes. because honestly, I, I'm going to say this right now very quick. I wanted Dark Order to win. And if they would have, because they they were there too since day one. Yeah. But the yeah. fans were like, who the fuck are you? Chance. So now they should have won that. I don't know why they went with it, but I you mentioned Tim. Kenny wants to be the first one and the boss as well. And I agree, it's bullshit. But this now, with them gone, it opens the opportunity. How uh, you mentioned to Dan and De Niro and Bruno to build your stars now. This is now you can build your trios now. Get them going. This is now the time to build those guys in the locker room that you had on dark and elevation. Bring them out. Start fucking using them. And then elevate that trios title. Yeah. And this is the perfect way. Hon- I- honestly, I didn't care who won his match, but I, you know me, of course. Cero miedo, homie. Cero miedo. I'm always, that's just me. Tu sabe, you know? tu sabe. Yeah, tu sabe, man. You know, <laughs> raza, ya sabe, hermano. Simon. Uh, you know, and I'm, I, was, I was happy, and I'm so happy for them. But do you guys feel the same that now with this trio titles off the elite, this is a great opportunity for now the mid cards or the guys on YouTube to come up in the national television platform for these belts. Tim, take that away, my brother. You're the floor is yours on that one. Oh, yeah, dude, 100%, bro. If the elite had held these belts, they would have held them hostage until you figured out whatever Adam Cole was going to do or Kyle O'Reilly. They would have held these belts for such a long time and just kind of sat on them. Now you got workhorse. Not that those guys aren't workhorses. They're fucking phenomenal, but they're like main event workhorses. Now you got real mid-card fucking workhorses having these belts right here, and that's huge because they can go out and defend them every week, anytime, and... You, like you said, elevate trios from dark elevation. They have so many people on the roster still that they can work with. You had Dark Order. I know they're all like on crutches, but they still could do that. Even like Andrade and Roosh are trying to recruit Ten into the LFI. You could do that. I still don't know why Dra- they turn on Dragon Lee because I mean, I I'd, lo- I'd love to see yeah. this match again for the trios championship. You had Death Triangle versus LFI for fucking the trios championship. There's a- and there's just so much that they can do still. I love it. Even I'd love to see a rematch between these six guys. I, I loved everything about this. I'm so glad that these titles are not on the Elite. I, too, wanted Hangman and Dark Order to win. I was going back and forth. I fucking – Kenny and the Bucks have grown so much on me over the last year, so I really didn't mind it. But I went, I get, like, Silver and Reynolds, they'll probably never have another opportunity, I didn't think. Maybe now they will, but they that match, they both put on – oh. the show that they put on was sensational. Whoa, Johnny, hell yeah. Johnny Hungry. I agree. That was a that was a banger match, and it took the it, we finally saw the real talent of Reynolds and Johnny Hungy. That's one thing. But we've seen Hangman, but we've never seen the 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 potential that you know Reynolds and you know Silver had. And this is fucking fantastic. That match was off the hook, man. I I really enjoyed that one. That's for sure. I'm with them that one, brother, for sure. Hundred percent. De Niro, talk to me, baby. What do you feel? Feel the same? Yeah, I feel the same. I, I'm so happy that. These titles are off the elite and on probably the um the best trio in the business right now. I feel like they're my favorite trio as well. I, I was so excited for Death Triangle when they formed because I thought that that was a great three-man team. And I feel like they've been doing amazing work. Um, It was their feud with Hang... With the, not Hangman. It was their feud with the House of Black 
where I was like, we need trios titles in AEW. So I feel like they're, they're one of like the first trios that made me want trios titles. So it's only rightfully so that they're holding the trios titles now. Um, it was a good audible. And I thought that it was cool that we were weren't getting another tournament or qualifier matches to see who's going to get the vacated titles. It was just, hey, we have a trios title matchup coming up next. And it's between two teams that have been here since day one. Everybody's an AEW original. Everybody has been here and, you know, carries the AEW flag. So yeah. I, I like that aspect of it. And it felt like, like I said, this match especially, this felt like a 2019 Dynamite when everything was still in its honeymoon phase. So yeah. it really made me, like, remember those times. And I loved it. Hell well yeah. said, well said. Well said. How about you, Bruno? Take it away. Devil advocate. <laughs> uh, you know what? Like I said, this was one of probably my favorite match of the night. Again, not to not to say the same stuff as uh, Mr. De Niro there, but yeah, man, it was originals. I leaning more. I wanted best friends to win simply because you know, especially Chuck and Trent. Uh, I, I really love those guys, and they really you know they deserve it. Trent with that injury in that freaking uh, brawl what was it the Parking lot brawl, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They had to come back from <laughs> that. Uh, they, they were part of the heavy part of the uh, uh, no fans era, you know, like the, the, the yeah. roster of guys that were arcade anarchy. Up. Yeah, all kinds <laughs> hey, that was classic. I actually didn't enjoy yes. that. Shit. <laughs> if you remember, the original parking lot brawl was supposed to be these two teams, yeah. but then Pat was stuck true. in the UK. Like when That's the pandemic right. first started, right. it was supposed you're to be right. these two teams. You're right, you're right. I forgot about that. You're absolutely right. But the one wow. point I want to make about the trios titles in general and the elite not, them not having it was, you know, the elite whether they have titles or not, they're gonna put themselves in a main storyline, right? And everyone's gonna be interested. The belts are traditionally for to get people to the next step, get people with some light, get people over, you know, as they say. Uh, you know, and it's good to have it floating around on these guys. Okay, mid Carter guys, kind of. We want to give them a little more a storyline right now. Uh, and it's good that it's, it's there now for anyone for the taking, as like uh, so you guys said, holding them hostage with the elite. Because either way, the elite are gonna hold TV time hostage, right? They're gonna the elite will hold TV time hostage already. So yeah. you already got that without the titles. Now the titles at least let some other guys get some TV time and a storyline. Mm. And uh, that's pretty much that. Yeah, I, I loved it. I loved it. There you go. All right, big dad. We all know, of course, uh, Kenny and the Bucks. They're already built as a trio. They're already there. They don't need to be brought up by a title or anything like that. So it's a great move on that spot that uh, they got stripped. Not that they got suspended, but that <laughs> they got stripped. And you can actually put it on people that are going to elevate the title in their absence. And you can build more competition for when eventually the elite comes back. You got a team like Death Triangle that can elevate that title, defend it every week because they're going to be hungry. They're going to want to wrestle. They're going to want to be there. They want to get to that level so that you have that rivalry that you can go back to in the elite and Death Triangle when they come back. But then you got, I thought it was a great thing to have these originals wrestle this match. It sucks that Orange Cassidy and the best friends didn't win. But when you look at Orange Cassidy, it's always in the chase for him. You talk about the chase of a title. He hasn't won one, but the fans are invested in him as a character, whether he wins or loses. They're invested. They're invested in who he is, uh, who he wrestles, and everything about him. 
he doesn't need a belt because yeah, he didn't win a belt. The, didn't Orange Cassidy win a belt at some point? Not yet. No, no, not yet. I want to see how you would carry a belt. Probably backwards. But the gimmick is the belt for him. <laughs> but, the, but the gimmick is the belt for him because it creates uh, the aura around him because everybody loves him. Just yeah. like everybody loves the acclaimed, everybody loves Orange Cassidy. I think the uh, best belt, when you go. How great would it be if Orange Cassidy's first belt is the FTW? <laughs> how oh. pissed would that make Taz? How oh my God. Taz would be would that fucking pissed. That's a storyline I mean, right there. Taz just cut yes. promos really pissed, and Darby, uh, not Darby, uh, Orange Cassie just, ah, okay, whatever. I mean, it wouldn't make <laughs> sense. That, that could be a fun storyline. Taz's favorite color is orange. But you want to build uh, talent in the trios uh, division. Oh, and yeah, one way to do that is to have people not look over and be like, okay. Kenny and the Bucks are champions. It's going to be on them for a while. No, with this, anything is possible. possible. You have that triangle start out. You can put them in feuds with people, create uh, trios and create excitement and use them in the future to go with. You got, it sucks that the House of Black uh, is not a trio anymore, of course, but at least you created a tag team out of it uh, to use in the tag team division with uh, Brody and with uh, Buddy, they could go do that. That adds a tag team to that list where you can help with that. But you can have like a tag team within a trio and then use them both ways uh, as well. Like there's a lot of options there for yeah, them, especially with, yeah. especially with Dark and Dark Elevation. And one thing I was thinking of right, right now is we've talked about how bad Booking Rampage has been. What a better way to use the trio's titles than every now and then put it in the main event of Rampage to get people to want to watch with a team like Death Triangle, who is very exciting. Use that t- uh, trio's titles to your advantage with a team like that. And yeah. book, and instead of heavy loading dynamite, spread the love out to both shows. Spread it out. Like from what I've seen from how they booked this show and then how they announced Rampage uh, for Friday and for tomorrow, they were spreading the wealth. You had a couple of uh, title matches here. You have a couple of title matches on here to get everybody to want to watch both shows. Yeah, Keep <clears throat> doing that format. You don't have to build a juggernaut of a show in Dynamite and then put the leftovers on Rampage. A right. little bit here, a little bit there. Spread it evenly. And then okay. you're get everybody tuned in let me, to let both. Me add something. Let me add something now that you mentioned that. I just realized, realized something, too. Even though I'm not going to bring it up here on this one, but yeah. I'll, I'll bring it up here now. I just thought of something. Stokely's new faction Love could help fucking yeah. elevate this trio. And not only yes. that, it will help this man too because he's not done shit since he's been TNT champion. They need to get him something. And there you go. You can have those trios. You can have even this title. You got Stokely's new faction, Lee Moriarty. You got Ethan Page. You got W. Morrissey. You got the Ass Boys, of course. And who's the other person that they have? I think that's four, right? That's four of them so far. You, have, you, you got them all. You got all five. Yeah, there's all four, right? I think yeah. that's yeah, yeah. So yeah. there you go. You have four people there that you can get. Ethan, Ethan Page, too. So you got five of them. Yeah. There okay, it's go. five. Perfect. Okay, yeah. yeah. So there you have five. So yeah, you, there you go. You can use those and help. Create a storyline with with Warlow and 
you know, the trio champion. You could take that and elevate these talents and just go for it. And that will get us invested because one thing, what I love what Stokely did here is he, he was going to tell us, you know, I did this, but then they cut him off. And I, yeah. and now it got us invested. Why did you do this? You know, why did you help MGF? And maybe he got paid for it too. Maybe that's part of the reason. And then now we're going to see a different side of the story. But I would take this faction and have them invested in these storylines. Help Wardlow. Give me Wardlow fucking W. Morris. Yeah, Morris. Again, I don't give a shit. Uh, Either that. Mm -hmm. Give me that. You need the people to feel bad for Wardlow. It's enough of this him coming out. And the the Powerbomb Symphony, he needs to execute it quicker because I feel the fans die. If he wants to have that Goldberg allure, Goldberg did his little his little uh, sketch, let's call it whatever, his act, did his act quicker. Yeah. The, the the we talked about the super kick, the spear, maybe another spear or whatever. Uh, maybe he had one other move. I'm forgetting right now. The jackhammer, done out, do his fucking yeah. bad thing and leave. <laughs> and moments, moments where he slows it down, where it takes a little bit away. And so yeah, and then for now, you need to put a little bit on pause that it's gonna be Goldberg thing. And I think he does it. A Morrissey yeah. thing. Yeah, he'll mm. beat up the flunkies, but working his way to Morrissey. Now you feel bad and for I, Wardlow. Oh shit, he might lose his belt. Oh fuck, Morrissey's a beast. Yeah. Which is maybe no, the reason I why they did that thing uh, with him. Right? That, yeah. was it this week or last week that Morrissey just beating up everyone? It was the last dynamite. Last, that, yeah, last, last dynamate, dynamate, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, last so dynamite. That, yep, that yep. could be probably what they're subliminally trying to see show us there. Oh, there's another guy that just beats up three, four guys at a time here too. And yeah. now, yeah. so yeah, yeah that, that that could be exactly what Wardlow needs. Yeah, Ivan, you're yeah. I, I won't but be. Uh, I won't be long. I won't be. Uh, I won't be long-winded on this. I'll be really quick. What they need to do with Wardlow, I'll name some names. You say Miro for full gear, but you got Thank W. You. Morrissey. You got Powerhouse Hobbs. You got Brian Cage doing nothing. You got big monster fucking men there. Put these guys against Wardlow and make him look fucking important. Putting him against these jobbers yeah. at this point. And, like, Tony Nese is great, but, like, you're squashing this guy. There's no reason. Look at the size difference. You know, know Wardlow's going to squash him. Yeah, like yeah. What you put fuck? him up like, against dude. Orange Cassie. Oh shit, this guy looks like a beast, right? Tony needs something. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because yeah. Orange Cassie actually made Wardlow have a long matchup. Yeah, which yeah. is like yeah. of all people, right. I thought right. that the logic, yeah. sometimes the logic they're just like, okay, right. I really need to forget something to really believe this part right here. Yeah. Uh, they're really making it imaginative sometimes with that type of stuff. <laughs> right. But yeah, we got to feel bad yeah. for Wardlow again. For you know, we uh, they have to give us something to feel bad for him right now. It's enough yeah. of him just being the crowd. I, I don't think that I don't feel bad. It's just he needs to. What I feel is that but title he needs lose. to be prestige. Yeah, yeah but, but we have to make yeah. him against someone, like you said. The, yeah. Oh, he might lose against this guy. Yeah, you, keep, but you know, but yeah. take, but like, take that faction and use them. Now that you have them, yeah. fucking use yeah. them. Yeah, and then yeah. elevate them. them. And the trio. Yeah. But I like how he came into this matchup. He dominated, got out, and then he gets on the mic and he's like, this is who I am. Like, you guys forgot who Warlow was and what I'm here for and everything. But this is who I am. And just to remind you guys, this is my word, and you guys are in it. And he said it with, with the conviction. He said it so you guys knew he meant it. I thought he was going to pop because, a blood vessel, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really, he's going to pop yeah. a blood vessel. Yeah. Really, uh, but yeah and he did it so you knew. And he did it so you knew because the last month, month and a half, he's been kind of here and there, just like we said. He's not getting used. This is him letting people remember who he was. Another OG, yeah. correct? 
Wardlow was yeah. there with, yes. with, oh, yeah. with MJF from day one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I feel like the CM Punk thing fucks with Wardlow too, because if you remember, Wardlow didn't want to go after the world champion until CM Punk came back. So, yep. where does that leave him now? We definitely don't Which need Wardlow near the, the world championship yet. He's still got a yeah. ways to go. Yeah, still got to learn. Put him, keep him with that belt right now. Let's get him into jeopardy, like you said. Maybe that faction. You know what I mean? Uh, Stokely's gonna start fucking with him, which would be great for the faction. Would be good for Wardlow. So I love the new look Stokely and the new attitude, by the way. Uh, since you, I, I don't know for I, 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 do. I don't know how you guys feel about it too, man. Do you feel the same thing? How do you like this fat Stokely faction? Are you are you gonna be invested or are you you take my money. Take my fucking money, dude. I'm all in. You got a, you got, a, you got a. First of all, you got Stokely as manager. You got a monster in W. Morrissey. Ethan Page is one of the most underrated talents on the whole roster. Amen. That, that guy Thank is you. fucking Amen. phenomenal. Lee Moriarty is fantastic in the ring, and I am. Yo, I got a fucking gun club or Colton gun autograph right behind me, dude. I love the gun club, dude. I think you said gun guys, dude. Me. No, I do live in Chicago. I should probably need one, but no, I, I actually I don't. But I love it, dude. I'm I'm all in on that faction, dude. All in. I love it for everything you said. They can fuck with trios. They can attack Wardlow. They can do anything, dude. I, I love it, dude. Love it. Did you see how they dyed Lee's hair? And then he had that crazy, was it Chris Tucker personality that he was going with oh, yeah, at the yeah, end yeah, when they yeah, did the yeah. kick? He was like, he just got knocked out. And then he yeah, 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 laughed and jumped that. off. Uh, got uh, you got to pull the clip up now. Uh, up. You guys asked for it. Here you go. You got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Shout out to the production team there, Ivan and, uh, and Gorilla there. Oh, yeah. looks like uh, you're, in the, you're in the truck there. You're in the truck. Uh, like hey, man. I'm the man with a thousand <laughs> do, do, do things all at once, man. To oh, trust me. All of you I guys. Know. I know. Bruno <laughs> does the same thing for Jopo in the ring and for Jopo. See, those are both. That's why. Yeah, man. And know, I got the opportunity to, to help out Jacques Rougeau. To not plug ourselves. Go ahead, plug Canada. it, plug it. Shop but Wrestling zone, Academy, yeah. uh, uh, what we call here Quebec Lutte Academy, also Wrestling Academy. It's Canadian wide. It was a, uh, it was kind of a pilot concept. What is it going to be? And so, in short, if you guys don't know, it's the winners. Uh, out of this was a contest of all Canadians. Winners get three months at the Nightmare Factory, hmm. uh, and QT Marshall was a special guest judge for the finals. And then he announced a couple weeks right before the finals that. The winners were also going to be at AEW in Toronto. And now Ooh. what shows and what they're going to do is up. We don't know yet. But now because our boy, Jeremy Prophet. Big shout out to Harbor, Prophet. The Harbinger of Truth, Jeremy Prophet. The Harbinger of Truth, Jeremy Prophet is on his way. And so I got a little intel that he, they are going one week before. Uh, they're going to the factory one week before it goes to Toronto. So hopefully uh, he'll be able to shine over there. And we'll get a little more details of Will he be on Rampage? Will he be on Dark? Will he be on Dynamite? Will Can't he be wait. there with Jacques Rougeau? Who knows? That's Anything awesome. can happen. Um, but yeah, awesome, just to man. say, uh, so the winners, we had, there was four winners. And, and it was also announced that it will happen again next year. And so it was oh, a wow. show where they had matches. And they were not carrying over in traditional storyline. It was more of like a, uh, okay, an American Idol type of thing. So... You, you guys had matches, and going in, there was a heel announcer, a face announcer, really made you know who's the heel and who's the face going into the matches, right? So if you come for the first time to the show, you're invested in the match. You don't have to, uh, who the hell is this guy? Why do they hate each other? 
It's like, so the heel announcer, and here's my guy. He's the best. Screw your guy. So you get in. So Jeremy was obviously a good heel every time. Um, and so they did like that. And it didn't matter who won or lost the actual match. The judges got the judge who advances to the next round. And that's how it went. It was, it was a four-show arc. There's three up already on Jacques' uh, YouTube channel. If you guys want to check, check out Jeremy Prophet and Jessica Black, his, uh, his uh, confidant, his partner in crime and in life. Uh, so that's a yep. power couple right there. Watch out, Seth. Watch out, uh, Becky. Uh -oh. <laughs> uh, we got Jessica Black and Jeremy Prophet representing Canada and Quebec, our hometown over here. That's and, uh, right. That's thank awesome, you guys for Jay. giving me the floor to, to plug our friends here. And if you guys Good haven't show, already, the real Jeremy Prophet on Instagram, Jeremy Prophet on Twitter, straight up. Follow him, follow the journey. And we have a lot of cool content coming up. He has a lot of great matches that no one's ever seen before against a lot of people you know. So uh, just follow hey, the journey, I, I did love time. the match between Holden, uh, him and Holden Albright. I'll tell you that right now. I yeah. enjoyed that fucking match. There's that a lot, and, and a lot of people that uploaded his stuff throughout the years use so many different names or different spellings of his name to, so to really find his shit. It's sometimes you find some goodies. <laughs> we have a, a whole collection on our channel we kind of compiled as we found them. Uh, Jeremy Prophet collection. That's and awesome. So yeah, guys, uh, just follow along, man. I can't wait to, to the day that I could just see guys like you and us and other friends like... And so next segment, we have Jeremy Prophet uh, came out uh, to talk to Ricky Starks. And I can't oh, wait yeah. for that. I know it's going to happen. Uh, Jeremy Prophet, if you guys do not know, check him out. That's all I got to say about that. I don't have to put him over. He'll be put himself over. That's oh, it. man. He's a great talker. I, he was ready great yesterday. Talker. Oh, man. Shirts yeah. will be available but soon on Pro Wrestling Tees, by the way. Watch out, Elite. There's a different clique coming to town over here. We uh -oh. got two people coming. We got some other friends here in, in the Joe Fulverse set. We'll get out there. Don't be kicking down no locker room doors, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. I hope not. I hope not. But I Ivan, uh, thank you for the floor. It's your show, my man. Sorry. Sorry to. I'm excited, so. man. Hell no. I'm excited, too. I mean, I had, you know, I had, I had Harbor the Truce, of course, on the show. So hopefully he could jump on, you know, with Tim one day. Oh, he could I was, jump I was on. gonna see him. Um, he could jump on with Dan too, and you know, and De Niro on the rest of the yeah, DeLorean. Yeah, I'll bring him on the DeLorean for sure. Uh, uh, well, uh, message, uh, let me know uh, some dates because I'm helping him sort some stuff out with that. He's got a lot going on, but uh, he wants to get on uh, as many of everyone's podcasts before he goes to the factory. So if anyone wants to have him on, hit him up on the Real Jeremy Prophet. Mm -hmm. If he doesn't answer quick enough, and you hit me up because I'll I'll relay the message quicker because he's training, man. He he he. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. He checks. Putting he, the he work checks, in. But he checks and he really wants to get on with everyone. And so uh, yeah, guys, by all means, hit us up. I would love to have him on the DeLorean yeah, yeah. for sure. Hit, hit us up. Yeah. He's leaving October second, I believe. Uh, for I mean October first. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, At the right. airport, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if, yeah, we, if I can get Jeremy to come to yeah. California, yes, I'll be happy. Well, hell yeah. Well, well, that's the. You know, that, I, I didn't say it in the thing, but that was the big thing about Jacques Rougeau's academy. What was a lot of our indie guys here in Canada do not have the chance to just be out there working the indies, building their name in different markets and different territories, and then you know, oh, let, we, let's bring this guy into NXT. Let's bring this guy into you know dark whatever. They don't have that luxury. They get yeah. stopped at the border. Uh, that's what happened to Mike Bailey. Uh, I don't know if that's public knowledge or not. Yeah, no. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of people have, have like a lot on the line. They want to risk it, especially a guy like Jeremy. You see him going through. You know what I mean? You're checking his shit. You know what I mean? He's like, 
you, you know, going through, you're doing something over here. Yeah, you know, so, so yeah. this is a legal way for these, for these guys to have three months at the factory. Uh, so at least they're there. And, and how far is Georgia from uh, where you guys are? California. So I know Jeremy's definitely going to be uh, really far, far, for me. For, really far for me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's on, yeah. All the way down there. Was that where the factory is, right? But just piggyback off that, just think about that. They're doing a show in Jacksonville two weeks later after they go at like, I think two weeks after they're doing the Toronto one. So if they're working there, that's a chance for them to, uh, to, to work as like an extra on like elevation or something. In, well, that's uh, what I'm saying because they're, yeah, because they're at the factory for sure for three months. Yeah, they're gonna have a shot. But the fact that there's that week before gives me more hope that we could see something with Jeremy a little more like if they give him 45 seconds on the mic, guys. 45 seconds on the mic. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's winning over the crowd, or yeah. he could turn them like this. Make them even as a Canadian guy, you could come out and make Toronto hate him with a really smart, you know, and just bring out your favorite, you know, Jack Perry, Jungle Boy, or someone you want to go over to the crowd. You know, bring out a local Canadian, even if they bring out Jacques Rougeau, Quebec guy in Toronto. Oh, Canadian legend, say, I'm Canadian, but I'm actually Quebec, you know, and Jeremy, 45 seconds, 45 seconds on the mic, but anything happened, <laughs> uh, and that's just the mic. His ring skills are just another thing that I, you know, I can't even speak to that. You guys will see it, but uh. Yeah, that week before is something that'll give us hope that we get something cool, that, man. We need to have you make a devil okay. advocate shirt because you need to have that. Yeah, works. Yes, <laughs> Canadian Paul Heyman. Look at yes, yes, you yeah, are the Quebec of man. Paul Heyman. Uh -huh. How you, how you preach, how you preach for Jerry Prophet, which I do love yeah, yeah. Jerry Prophet, so I understand. It's hard, it's hard. It is, it is. I literally, if I don't, I grew up with him since nine years old playing hockey, same hockey wow. teams with the school together. We were on the bench. On, on the okay, wait, between shifts, on the he used to cut promos <laughs> of the guys on the other team while between line changes. That fucking guy yeah. with the red helmet, 36. Watch when I did it, he's stupid, fat, out of shape. That are, he used to cut promos. <laughs> we used to go to the shows, wait before the shows, meet the wrestlers, they try to get autographs. You know what I mean? That's why to me, this journey is amazing. Like, he's one of the only people I know in yeah. life that from a kid is doing what he all, literally always wanted to do. And yeah. right there just needs that camera time. And that's why I'm passionate about putting him over and using Ivan's like, you know, 15 minutes. I want to use now your phrase back to the action. See, back to the action. Hang there in. you go. <laughs> I just want to say real quick. <laughs> How to use the phrase, bro. Have to use real quick though, for Bruno, I just want to yeah. say, I think it's really dope. Like as a friend, like how much you're advocating for him. And I think that's really awesome that you have his back like that. That's really cool. Fuck yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. And, and yeah. Cause there's a lot of people, high profile people. I'm not even going to put their name out there. You guys know exactly who they are. Probably they're from our hometown, but you wouldn't know. Cause they don't really talk about, any of our guys don't talk about any of our federations because they made it. Yes, yeah, that's the unfortunate part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they made it, and, yeah. and 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 one of those guys was instrumental back in the days to talking shit about Jeremy behind the scenes. And I'll leave it at that. But either way, eleven years have passed, and now he's gonna get his shot because, again, back to the action. Tony Khan took that leap and gave us an alternative. That's right. Yeah, and, and here we are. That's right. Here and then here we are with, of course, with this banger of a matchup, man. What can we say? But one thing, though, I wanted to say before this was, you know, fucking Jericho gave up the fucking the finish for this shit. 
I don't know if you yeah. guys saw that promo. He said next week when I face. Next week when I yeah. face Brian, I'm like, what are you, why? Yeah. yeah. Like, they try to fix it, though, because Excalibur said, oh, Chris Jericho already is rooting for Brian Danielson yeah. to win. So they, they try to, like, cover it up a little bit. But yeah. I caught that. Yes. What's going on, Brian? Hell yeah. Brian, yeah. But talk about it, Tim. Uh, this bunch of a banger what or, or what, man? Banger. Oh, or dude. Sports. Yeah. The fucking show continues on with Brian and Hangman, their third match, and it fucking didn't disappoint. It was shorter than their other ones, but it was action-packed, nonstop, hard-hitting, good yeah. spots, and the right man won. I was so I was I've been so caught up thinking after the MJF and Mox promo that Mox was going to win the title, and it would be Mox MJF. I wasn't even thinking, and they want to do this Hangman Mox thing for a while now. So I thought that was the direction. I was so I, like I didn't even realize Jericho said that, and then I wasn't even thinking about Brian. He said the chat room, everyone's like Brian's gonna win, Brian's gonna win, and then I was like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of fucking sense. Brian and Mox match didn't disappoint. Brian won. Brian's gonna beat Jericho. Brian's gonna beat Mox. Brian's gonna be the world champion. Brian's gonna feud with MJF, and I can't fucking wait for That'd all of it. Great style oh, match. Yeah. Great style I match. Fucking love it. That's right. You're, you're coming Ruthless with... aggression. Yes, and I fucking love it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you gotta be Let's fucking go! At least I got it. De Niro, talk to me, baby. What you got for me? This match was awesome. Um, we we seen them go an hour draw, and I feel like they they took a lot of that matchup and put like some of like just like the best moments of that matchup into this matchup, and it was great. This was awesome, and I'm glad that Brian Danielson won because when I saw his name on the bracket, I was like, yeah, instantly, I was like, you got to give the title to Brian Danielson. Like, what better yeah. way to make up from taking the title away from one of your top draws than putting it on another top draw? In my opinion, and I've been saying this for years, it's not just because of the situation, and I was a CM Punk fan too. But I think Brian Danielson was a much bigger star than CM Punk was in the last decade. So he's definitely a huge draw that people sometimes forget is even on this roster because he's been in and out with injuries and sometimes he's just not showcased enough. So I think that it's going to be awesome. He's been putting on bangers. His matchup with Daniel Garcia was phenomenal. The matchup at the pay-per-view with Jericho was amazing. This matchup was great. So I think he's due a world title and he's going to carry that title with pride. He's going to carry that title with respect, and he will be a great role model for AEW right now. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I fucking agree. Select the bro, the devil's advocate. Take it away. Devil's advocate, uh, I will say, <laughs> I will say, I will say, I, big Adam uh, Hangman Adam Page fan from the beginning. However, however, uh -oh. devil's advocate, I just may add that I, at this point, we're three years in, he's going to add a couple more moves to his, to his set, or... I would really love for him to adopt a little more of a, a JBL style and mm. a little less flying. You know what I mean? To add to that badass cowboy. A, you know what I mean? A little more. He already does like the big boot. He does a lot of that, you know, that big tough guy style. I feel like I want to add a little more of that to his moveset. Add a know? little Hanson. Yeah, he doesn't have to take away of his flying shit because he always does the same flying spots now. I don't mind it. Like I, like I said, I still love him. But add maybe a little more big man style. Because, you know, especially against Danielson, you know, would, 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 they're great. But we saw, like you said, we saw him do an hour match already. We've seen a lot of Hangman Adam Page the last three years. We need to see a little more, I don't know, just a little something extra. Add, add to the moveset. 
We just had to update the moveset a little bit, a little more hard. That's my devil's advocate on that. But other than that, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Oh, devil's advocate, sec- just uh, on Danielson's side, uh, but more on the, you, 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 you put up the Moxie MJF thing. I'm really happy that hopefully it's MJF Danielson. Because I don't think MJF Moxie is a good style matchup right now, if anything, especially for MJF. I don't know. What do you guys, what do you, if you guys have thoughts on that? I don't want to take up the segment. Well, but well, I, think I, really I, I know, I'm just saying, I, I feel, yeah, answer, I, I feel like Danielson, MJF, really good. Mox, MJF, uh, might be a little. I still feel like they have to run back their uh, world title match because Mox wasn't allowed to use the paradigm shift and he used it. So he never yeah, had a rematch is, from there. Um, I think that Mox could have a good match with anybody and same yeah, thing with yeah. MJF. So. I wouldn't mind either one, but for the fresh matchup, I think definitely him and Danielson would be a lot yeah. better. You know what? I could fucking I completely forgot that MJF had that match on Moxley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I said, yeah. I, I His one and only world title. Yeah, match. Yeah, 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 double yeah, or nothing. Fucking, yeah, I yeah. forgot about that already. Yeah, you're right. They did have a match. Was it good? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Was I? I love that. Was it good? Not, not really hitting <laughs> way, but I don't know if it was it memorable. Uh, what, what happened? You know what I mean? Just give, just give me the inside source. I guess that's it. Right? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I thought it was all right. I mean, like I, I said, I, I gotta watch. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta refresh. Yeah. I gotta refresh. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely yeah. more interested. Just to say, I'm really more pumped to see Danielson MJF. I think that'll be a yeah. way better feud. Yeah. Way better, like a f- awesome match. A classic wrestling match. You know, and it's yeah. and it's good for it's good for Brian to get the belt. Like like you guys all just said, put the belt on yeah. that man. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a superstar. And MJF needs to win it off a superstar. MJF can't yes. be winning that belt off of like a, you know, a guy they're testing out. You know what I mean? Like he's got to win it off a big guy. Yeah. And that, that's a great guy for him to win it off of. People will be so pissed. You know what I mean? Seeing all the yes and, go up and just see yeah. Danielson get that one, two, three. And MJF just pissing them all off, you know. Yeah. Oh. And, when, and when you think about it, if you run the Moxley and Danielson in the finals, it's Black uh, Bull Combat Club. So either way, the belt is coming home to the to the stable. And yeah. no, no matter what, the belt's going there. You would think that Moxley would put him over, take his vacation like he's going to, because he deserves every bit of time off of what he's doing. And then you get Danielson. Get the ball rolling with him. You get him hot. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world, like you said. He worked with Garcia. He's doing that thing with Garcia right now. He's intertwined in two or three different uh, segments right now with with this tournament, with Garcia, with the Combat Club. You got him doing different things, and he's finally healthy for this long stretch of time where he can put the work in, showcase his talents, and you have that built-in excuse of he hasn't faced MJF yet and he's a big star already so you can plug it in make it happen but this match was a scenario best case uh, scenario of less is more because they had the like you said they had the two Ironman matches they just went less but they put so much work into uh, this lesson match that it made it worth it they utilized everything in the ring Outside of the ring, they didn't use any finishers up until the end. Like, I know he used the label lock once or twice, but that's a submission. That's a different story with that. But you, you had Adam Page try the, the buckshot lariat once. He didn't hit it. 
Whereas in past in in the past he probably would have used it two or three times and landed it and got a close pin. No, they used everything in the arsenal. Everything came out slowly and methodically, and they still were able to go crazy. And they got the crowd into it. They the crowd bought into the match, and they they placed this match at the perfect spot because yeah. you 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 made them erupt. Got him into the show even more. It was like boom, banger, boom, banger, boom, banger. Just like Tim would say with the matchup placements. And the crowd yeah. was sold from the beginning of the show. And then this was a good part of keeping them in it, keeping them into the into the whole show until you got to the to the end of it. And they did it. Like I said before, I thought this was Hangman's page, one of his best matches on AEW. Since joining, since the company started, because of how he worked in this match, and the guy that he worked with, because Brian Danielson could work with anybody. Yeah, for sure, I, yeah. For sure. I agree. I agree. It's just that for me, it's like, honestly, I, I kind of doubt. I kind of questioned the beginning. I was like, why did he add a Hangman to this? I mean, I'm not disrespecting Hangman because he's a former world champion, but with the whole debacle when his name was mentioned, like, why should bring him involved? Who I really would have wanted this tournament, honestly, Miro, man. Yeah, I think Miro needs his time. We need to see Miro at least win yeah. that world title. I if Miro was in this tournament, Miro would have to win, though. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and I kind of thought it was kind of great and kind of funny that you included Adam Adam Hangman Page, and because of all that, and he's a former champion, so they everybody that's that was in this was champion. So it kind yeah. of made. Yeah. Uh, Which makes sense, sense, you know, sense but, yeah, yeah, yeah sense of it. Yeah, it just is like I, I'm just like, why did you add this guy? And you know, seeing the crowd was kind of like when he came out, I didn't hear much. They I don't booed. Know you guys did. They booed. Yeah, yeah. You guys noticed it wasn't much. That was I the first time bad. they booed him. Yeah, this is not his fault, man. None I will say that. I will say they weren't booing when he left the ring. No, for sure. Like he he yeah. brought them back on their side for sure. So maybe maybe that's why. Maybe they wanted him to. Uh, they were hoping he would have a great match to get the fans back uh, sold into him after yeah. this whole thing. It was to get them to forget about that. Yeah, or at least so that he's not an empty-headed least, yeah. fuck. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the course of main event on this one, another instant classic. And I know the the fans, AW fans, are not used to the Ring of Honor pure rules. But man, I, I for me, I love this pure rules. I like it because it makes sense. But don't not every match. Obviously, this is cool to do it here and there. But these two, these two really remind me. I man, who could it? They're like uh, these are their future. Of you, AEW and you, hate, you hate you hate to say it, but it's like a young Eddie and Benoit dude. Fuck Thank him. you. Yeah. You know, yes. That's, that's a, you know you hate to say yes. it, but that's exactly who it's they are. Man. It, this reminded me of Eddie Guerrero, D. Malenko from ECW. Oh, like there you go. That's, that's that they have. That, that's that, perfect. That perfect too. Yeah. yeah. That yeah, but no, Tim hit it right into and you the narrow. That's what it reminds me of. That those ECW you know moment days of Benoit Malenko. Man, I can even add Jerry into this too as well. Like it just, it, they remind me of that. They so well together. Yeah. They, and this is like, like a Kurt Angle and, and Chris Benoit bringing WWE. You know, mm-hmm. their feud. Oh man, they're the future for sure of this sport of professional wrestling for either product of AEW or Ring of Honor. And I'm happy that Daniel got his moment because he deserves it. 
hometown, West, you know, Gunstunner. You know he messed up, De Niro. You know he fucked up on the lyrics. Yes, he did. Yo, I, know I just want to say, shout out to my boy, West Side Gun. Uh, That's my homie. Lyrics, I fuck with. He messed up with the lyrics because that song is nothing but curses, and he had to block it all out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I fuck up no, like go go check out the song, Doctor Birds. Nothing but curses. I ever heard by anybody probably in my life on national TV. That was terrible. Does, does anyone? Oh man, don't don't hand my boy like that. Song good. The real song is fucking phenomenal. Okay, shout out to Shout out to real hip hop heads. Let's go. Maybe maybe producing a studio. This is a good song. No chance as good as Action Bronson. That's why Hook real recognized real. But we'll, we'll talk. You know, that's another story. Man, this but guy will rap so Wow. This song was so like fucking, as we say here, uh, moosh, uh, moosh. Like, it uh, wasn't the right song for TV because, like slow, I said, it's still the curses. This guy's at that's home. Why. The fans want to pop. He's a hometown hero. They put this slow like you just need to take four cups of lean. And fucking <laughs> <laughs> oh man! You notice how it was like dead silent as soon as Garcia showed up, huge pop. You know what I mean? He was actually like, at the House of Glory show um last week. Like I said, that's my boy. I, I ain't was going that hate his on real him. entrance song. Oh no no no! That was just so for was Buffalo. Just a, a guy performing a song that he can't even really perform because just 30, a guy. He signed to Eminem's record label. He ain't no just a guy. Luda, you bugging? Okay, so learn how to bend your lyrics and spit. Ludacris, a legend. Okay, you want to know hip hop? Perform any one of his songs. Talk, talk about Devil's Advocate and remix. That's advocate right there. You know what I mean? If you want to talk real hip hop heads, this guy oh. was out there. That was not a fucking hip hop head. That's a guy oh, that, has, that knows how to find a good producer and a good studio and make him sound good. And he lip syncs his lyrics on stage, guaranteed. I'll tell you that right now. I never seen him once live. I guarantee lip syncs. I guarantee oh. he, I guarantee you he with a whole go. track behind him. He doesn't rap this. Oh, man. I can tell right there. You can't hey. your, if you can't rap your own lyrics and sound hype. You're not a hip. That's not hip hop. That's like he sang a song and it sounded crap. That's what he did. He sang a song. Oh, that's my devil's advocate on that. I that I was love the match. Love both of these guys. Love the match. Love the, <laughs> love the ring of honor rules. Trying try to save face here. He's trying to save face here. That, that, yes. just, that, just that performance that lead Garcia, the hometown hero, to his biggest match oh, ever. Holy shit. I hope he performs really Garcia true. to the ring every week now. Oh, <laughs> Every single week. Do another song on the album. Guy? What's his name? What's his name? Uh, Westside Guns. What's that good? Hey, look him up. He is, he is good, though, man. He's a, he's a hip-hop legend, man. He is. Uh, but Legend? <laughs> look, man, you can oh, have a debate with the Nero on the DeLorean. You can have a debate with him. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the action. Back to the wrestling. Back to the wrestling action. Tim, take it away, my brother. What are your thoughts of this main event? Jesus. Yo, yo, I fucking love the match, dude. I didn't really pay much attention to West Side Gun. I wasn't even sure you know, my, my, my bad, De Niro. I wasn't sure who he was. Um, I didn't hate it, though, but I wasn't sure who he was. Um, I just thought it was the guy who sang um, Garcia's theme song, so I was all for it. His hometown, wrap him out to the ring. Let's go. Let's do the damn thing. The match itself, bang. The end of the match was fucking awesome. How deep Garcia locked the submission in was fucking fascinating. I loved how Wheeler tried to crank the neck but just couldn't do it. Garcia tightens it even more. Yuta taps, which is so crazy because Yuta hasn't lost since joining BCC. So, like, yeah. the fact that he taps out, loses clean, and then the drama unfolds after. So, Brian Danielson comes out. Like, he wants to fucking do his thing. Daniel Garcia is his boy. Yuta pushes Brian away. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Then Yuta goes, shakes the hand of Daniel Garcia. 
So, you know, you have the, the code of honor. They, Wheeler goes and sits in the corner while Brian puts the title around Garcia's waist. Jericho comes out. What the fuck, Danny? What the fuck, Danny? What the fuck, Danny? The whole thing was awesome. The match itself banged. I love Garcia getting the win in front of his crowd. I love the continued storytelling. A little dissension between Yuta and Brian in the BCC. I like the continued storytelling between Jericho and Garcia. And I like the storytelling between Garcia or between Jericho and Brian going into that match next week. The whole thing was done just like this whole dynamite was done. Absolutely fucking perfectly. Banger after banger. Great job, TK. Way to fucking put this thing going forward. Great. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Oh. <laughs> Double dose. Double dose. And I mean, to this day. To this day. <laughs> I'm not familiar with that one. It's Dante oh, Wilder. Man. Dante Wilder in the boxing. Okay, okay. Oh, yep. man. oh man. Oh man. Oh yeah. Just like, on your point, um, like I, I was saying yesterday, like I said in the chat before I came on the show, uh, Tony took the lemons and made some nice lemonade right here. Because like yes, you said, he everyone was all eyes sure. were on it to see uh, what type of train wreck it could be after all that backstage shit. And he ended up coming out with a solid show. A lot of the originals showed up. And, uh, yeah, good times, man. Yeah, definitely good times. Yeah. Go ahead, uh, Denaro. Take it away, Denaro. I love this matchup. And it was the perfect style for the Ring of Honor pure title. Because if you look at the lineage of that title, the guys who held it, Brian Danielson himself, Nigel McGuinness, AJ Styles, guys like this who wrestled with passion and had that technical style that made this belt what it was. It was perfect for that. And like we said before, like this was your classic Dean Malenko, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero style. And I feel like these two guys have so much good chemistry that it's just making them bigger stars. The more they face each other, it's making their stock rise more because this was even better than their Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor matchup, which I didn't think they could top because that was a phenomenal matchup. That was one of my matches of the year so far. So for sure, these two guys mesh together so well. It's like a glove in a hand. And this was just a banger of a match. I love that this got the main event spot also over the um, Hangman Page Brian Danielson matchup because it puts your young guys in the forefront. You know, like not to keep on going back to the punk thing, but there was a lot about, oh, I'm working with all these kids and all these young guys don't respect. And then you take two of the students of the game that are still very young, put them in the main event, and they have an absolute banger. Reminding people what the style of AEW is. I think it was absolutely awesome. So for sure, like I love it, man. <laughs> hey, your crew's talking to you, Bruno. See, look at that. Look how Oh man. That threw oh. me off guard. Um, nah, yeah, it was it was absolutely here, awesome. <laughs> just crashed the studio. <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> tracks, you can find him on Joe Podcast. Yes, every Monday, check him out. That's yeah. where Joe Podcast. Most definitely. But yeah, this was a phenomenal matchup, and it really epitomized what Ring of Honor is all about, what that title is all about, and what AEW is all about, giving young guys an opportunity to own their craft on TV for the first time. And guys like Wheeler Yuta and Daniel Garcia are just running with the ball. So it's it's beautiful to see. And shout out, what's that, Guns? That's <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he's the Okay, I'm gonna fucking at some point, I'm gonna Spotify this guy and I'm gonna listen to his top five popular tracks. I'll send you the track from last night and tell me yes. what you think. Send me the track from last night. I got you. It definitely sucked live. I got you. Ah, oh, you bugging. 
<laughs> what do you mean? What do you, you mean? Come on, you mean to tell me that was a sick performance? This guy, if you if you, you notice, he's been a hip hop performance. Let me tell you something. This guy is such a wrestling head too. Like he's been in the front row of a lot of Monday Night Raws, AEWs for like the last like two years. He's always in the front row, no matter where they are. He was in the front row of even indie shows. He was in the front row of House of Glory last Saturday. That's where like me and him chopped it up for a little I'll, I'll, bit. I'll and right I'll tell you this right now, oh. he could rap. And he's okay. signed to fucking Eminem's okay. record label. Ain't no no number. Number one, Max Caster, I think, is better than him live. Oh, you bugging. <laughs> you bugging. Oh, yeah. Max Caster's yeah, cool, but. Just to get you fired up. No. Hey, yo, listen. You're getting him fired up. First title match ever in his life, and Action Bronson sings his entrance song. You're going to see a guy who knows how to rap and live. West Side Shout out to my rap group, Lords of Gotham. We're about to put out a diss track on Bruno, so. Go for it, I'll respond. I'll respond. Oi! No fighting. No fucking fighting. No fighting. No fucking fighting! Good. Get the fucking. I love that scene. No matter what I'm fucking Nah, it's all love. It's all love. I'm coming to address you after this broadcast. I'm, co I'm coming to address you right after this broadcast. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> coming in there. Oh, I will pull your hair and I will bite you. I'm bringing my boombox and a microphone, and we're doing this that we do on the street. Oh, we going we going rap battle? That's freestyle cipher. Got you. <laughs> this is going to be the league scrum. We're defining here live on Circle of Debate in one month's time for Grand Slam Circle of Debate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh my God! Go ahead, Dan. Go ahead. Top that. When you when you look at this, you look at what it's like the passing of the torch uh, within this uh, division here for your pure championship. Uh, they put the belt on. Where are you to to kind of build him up? To let the belt build up who he is, and they did it at the perfect time. They did it right before he went over to Japan and did the Super Juniors tournament, and then they just caught fire from there. Build up his uh, character, build up his personality, and just build up who he was and how he is. And then he got the personality. He did the Ring of Honor match with uh, Daniel Garcia, and then he put you over even more there. Now you're in the situation where you wanted to put Garcia over. He's not. He's not playing the heel right now. He's kind of like the in between where he he is with the hero group, but now it looks like he's transitioning either to the uh, combat club or on his own. We don't know yet. I'm hoping on his own, but he could be uh, with the combat club. And then you had that uh, situation where he's with Brian Danerson, sort of. And then you have Weir Yuta, who's with John Moxley. John Moxley is the guy that's been with Yuta, tag team uh, with him in a couple matches, kind of been the go-to guy for Yuta. So now you have his go-to guy and Danerson's kind of go-to guy. And and then it's kind of funny. They just had this match. And then we're creating the, the prospect of Danerson, Russell, and Moxley in the finals of the tournament. So it's yeah. kind of like it yeah. creates this, uh, what was it, this picture of, damn, these are the future of, of Blackpool Combat Club if they wanted to do that, if they wanted to execute that. But these guys had a great match. The the right guy went over because you needed to do something with him. You needed to put a belt on him because you start this uh, this uh, dragon team or the character that's just killing it. The number two 
uh, shirt right now on uh, a W uh, shop. And you, you must know that like everybody's getting into him. Everybody's getting into the fact that he's becoming his own guy. He's getting a little bit of time on the mic. You're seeing a little bit of personality out of him. That's what you wanted out of him. You see, you've seen that edge to him a little bit more. And he's putting on banger matches, banger, 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 just like everybody's. Hell yeah, that's there what you, you want to see. That's what you want to see out of him. And and the priest went nuts when he uh, won the match. You know, yeah. I I actually saw a little bit of cockiness in where you did in the match, which I loved. Because he was a little bit cocky. He was like, I beat this guy already. I'm going to do it again. And he made one small mistake with the, the raw pin that he always wins with. And it cost him the match. And I loved the placement of it because he thought he was going to get it. It got reversed into the submission and he tapped. Just like Tim said, he tried to grab up to create pressure and it wasn't enough. Then he just had Garcia just crank, crank, crank. And then he, and then he just tapped. Then you go into afterwards, you go into the, the small segment there. Garcia, I'm mean, not Garcia, Danerson comes out, pulls the belt away. You're like, holy shit, he pulled the belt away. What's going to happen? But then he goes, and then right before he could do something with it, Yuta pushes him, creates a little bit of tension between the two. But then, he, of course, Code of Honor. You want to shake him, congratulate him, boom, went in the corner. And I did notice what uh, Danerson did was turn around. He said, turn around. And then he put the belt on him. Show sign of respect. All in that one moment, you created three different scenarios that you can go with, with everything going on in the ring. Uh, uh, once Jericho came out, you have the thing with Jericho and Danerson. They're wrestling next week. You have the thing with Jericho and Garcia. Tension in the JAS. Is he leaving? Is he done now with them? And then you got a little bit of tension between Brian Danerson and Rio Yuta. Because of the push, because of him taking the moment, he felt like he was taking the moment away of him doing the code of honor. You've created several different things that you can just stretch from just having Garcia win the match the way he did. And once again, banger. <laughs> banger. Banger. This episode that needs to be named Banger. Banger. Uh, I, wanna put that. I, can tell you, I like what Brian said, though. Think about this. I do like this. This is like your Kurt Angle fucking Chris Benoit. Have that Garcia join, you know, BCC. They don't get along, of course, you, you know, Wheeler and, and of course, uh, Garcia. But then they start getting along, creating a tag team between both of them. Mm -hmm. Have them run over the Ring of Honor tag team division or, you know, the AEW one. Start a challenge. And mm -hmm. I think uh, Brian even mentioned he wanted to see him and, and uh, had them two versus FTR and all. I will book it. Hell yeah. That will be that, that'll be very reminiscent of the storyline in ECW where uh Chris Candido and Lance Storm hated each other and then ended up being tag team champions out of despite of each other. Yeah. And like that it was a perfect storyline. Then this will work here. You know, history repeats itself. Oh man. So oh, fucking definitely. Hell yeah. Well, I mean, now that we now we got towards the end, but now what I wanted to know, what can we expect now with the future of AEW? I know we mentioned it kind of a little earlier. But now that we're seeing how you mentioned the Neros, that this is like almost like a refresher. You know, everybody mentioned it's like a, it's you know turning it around, and like how Bruno said too, it's like took some you know limes, making it to lemonade. It, does this really feel like a 2019 new version of AEW within the next six months? Right now that these guys are gone, and are 
are you guys expecting more of this? And are you hoping that we get more of this type of AEW moving forward? So I'm not taking you, Tim. You tell me if you, what you want. You want this type of dynamite? What happened yesterday? Can we get it again every Wednesday? Banger after banger after banger. Talk to me, brother. Is that what you see? Is that what you expect? Yeah, I think it could be sustainable. I think uh, it was De Niro who made a good point earlier. The show didn't feel as smushed together. Dynamite always feels rushed. They're always trying to pack six, seven matches in a two-hour show, and it just doesn't make any sense why they try to do it. So I really liked how they caught a lot of passionate promos and had caught just a couple of really good matches on the show. I think they have great perspective for the future. Everything that they did this past um, episode was awesome. Tony Storm has shown a lot of emotions. You know, it's only been one week, but she's shown emotions since winning the title. I think Thunder Rosa is going to come back as a badass heel character. Um, you can let Tony go over her, but Thunder is going to have a fresh character. You know, maybe she can go after Jade one day and, and put some like relevance back into that women's division. I'm very excited to see where Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker go. So that'll be fucking dope. Everything we talked about, the world title is going to be awesome. I'd like some big guys to go after fucking Wardlow. I'd like the acclaim to be swerving her glory at Arthur Ashe. And then I'd like Buddy Matthews and Brody King to feud with them down the road. I think that would be fucking awesome. They have the talent there. I need to see Miro on my screen, and I need to see more of LFI. They got the talent. Keep doing what you did this past week. Rampage looks awesome this week. Continue to do this, and let's go, baby. It was fucking a great dynamite, and I'm really, really excited for where we're going in the future. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I am with you. Nero, talk to me, baby. I couldn't say it better myself. Amen to everything you just said because – yeah, I feel like if they keep this up, AEW would be in a really good place. You know, this is the third week in a row that they were over a million views. So that was a big accomplishment. That was the first time that it's three weeks in a row since last year. So they're they're on a good stretch right now. And I know a lot of people tuned in with the intrigue of seeing a train wreck because of everything that happened. But they were treated to an amazing wrestling show. So for sure, I think that this will only lead to if it continues this way, more great wrestling. I, I'm hearing so much great positive feedback on last night's episode. So hopefully like this starts to bring back the positive vibe that AEW had before all this shit went down. And I hope that they continue to go down this route. I hope that they let the show breathe like they did last night. I hope that they have less matches, more uh, video packages, more things explained. Um, And yeah, you know, Rampage, like uh, Tim said, looks amazing too. Dax versus Claudio. Like, come on, like I'm, that match is going to be killer. Oh. But, yeah, you know, you, you got to, like, I think Dan said, spread the wealth to uh, Rampage as well. And I feel like AEW is going to be in good hands. I don't think that they necessarily need either party of what happened during the weekend. They don't need CM Punk. And they show that they don't really need the elite here to put on amazing shows. And it's funny how the EVPs are not here this week. And all of a sudden, you have such a well-rounded episode. So that's, that's all I got to say. If it continues this way... I'm all for it. I really love it. And shout out Blackheart in the chat. Shout out everybody in the chat. But definitely yeah, check going, out it's Russell Nair. Wild right now, the chat is going wild. Word. Yeah. If we check I out Russell Nair from this week, still I do love under, Underground Temple. I mean, I love that he mentioned all of that. Make the TNT Amen, yeah. title. I agree. I'm with you. I think that's next. You got to bring the TNT title, the TBS title, all those titles that are just floating around. Because there's a lot of titles in AEW. All the ones that are floating around just bring prestige to them because. There should be no championships that don't mean anything. Um, for one, I think that one way you could fix that is 
You have Jay Cargill defend the TBS title every week on TBS on Dynamite and have Wardlow defend the, the TNT title every Rampage on TNT. Like, that would make the most sense to me. And I think that's how you bring it back to prestige. Love it, dude. Love it, bro. Yeah, yeah. Love it. That's how yeah. Dustin Rhodes, that maybe that could be too. What do you think, Bruno? Please, I love, I love Dustin Rhodes. I'm sure he's doing something back there, but he has his own his own school too, right? So who knows his contract entails? But every time he's for sure doing something there, he's a great leader. But I like to see him more on TV. But I'm sure before he officially retires, he's gonna have one last big run. Yeah, because he does that. He does that. He's a coach in the back for like the women. And then yeah. with talent, he's one of those buffers, that you would say, between them and, uh, I guess, the producers now. He works a lot with people backstage. Yeah. Yeah. So, I know, definitely. He never got his, he never really got his, uh, his respect in WWE. He's been there forever. And like, going back, I would say, even with the eight tracks over here, we always say, like, older looking back, every Goldust match, even his stupid character that he was, he was fucking great. You know, and then especially the network you could watch at old WCW before he went to WWE. He was, he was always a great. Fucking, <laughs> Love it. You know, Gold dust. Oh God, see if punk to see why. Yeah, the best. <laughs> one, one of the best jobbers, you know, probably one of the best yeah. jobbers, Goldust. Nah, yeah, Gold Goldust has a legendary career, and I yeah, feel yeah, like he's definitely underrated. People oh, look at yeah. the gimmick and they don't even look at the style of wrestling. Yeah. Even yeah. in his NWA days and his WCW days as the natural, like he has some. He gems. was awesome, to be honest. He has some gems. Yeah. That's just yeah. no Black Rain in TNA. You could skip that whole portion of his career. <laughs> no, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, seven. 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 seven is yeah. the worst. I'm sorry. No one, Everyone has no. a Black oh, yeah. Rain and Seven uh, of their life. <laughs> 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 but I mean, like, I mean, so overall, Bruno, you feel the same. I mean, you know, Tim and De Niro said it best. I don't know if you agree. I mean, that's um, what yeah. you like to have as I, well, I, you know. I, devil I, advocate. I, I, say it, devil advocate. Say yeah, it. I'm not, I'm not going to echo everyone else and make it boring, but uh, I also don't have a devil's advocate, but I do have a point that maybe could be interesting to look at that we are currently on the road to AW Toronto, and uh, not, I'm not even going to plug Jeremy on this part of it, but I'm sure, like, we talked about Ethan Page. We should, yes. We, we should see a storyline emerge on the bill to that. Jericho. Whether Danielson wins and it's just a good match for Danielson to win, but in Toronto, Jericho's going to fight for the title in Toronto. Jericho's definitely going to be in Toronto as, like, main event. I'm hoping he wins the title in Toronto. I'd fucking love it because me and Trax are going to pay top dollar to be there. And uh, I fucking would love to see... Uh, if I see Jeremy Prophet and Jericho win the title in Toronto, it'd be great. But either way, just a lot of... Cat- you guys need press passes. <laughs> what other Canadians are there right now? Uh, that are on good terms with the company. Christian's hurt, so I don't think he'll be building anything with him. So Jericho, Ethan Page, uh, any who else are the Canadians that we that are? Kenny uh, suspended. Kenny's well, you forgot. Yeah. You know, Sean Spears, um, oh, Magic Daddy. You're 2.0. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, Magic Daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, hey. They're from Montreal. They're from your your little woods. Oh, evil Uno is Canadian. I, I love their hey, promo on, on Wednesday. I love their promo on Wednesday, and I'm pumped to see what Action Bronson does in the ring. That's gonna be fun. I didn't think he would actually fight. Yeah, I didn't think he would actually fight. I thought he was just gonna do that spot. Yeah, he's gonna be fighting next week. Is it Rampage or next Wednesday? Oh no, it's, uh, no, it's gonna be at Grand, Grand Slam. At Grand Slam, yeah. In, uh, yeah. Was it Brooklyn? No, Queens. Nah, it's in Queens. Uh, Queens. Queens. Yeah. yeah. A big match. I'd like to Queens. see Westside Guns perform. Actually, I'm pretty sure Action Bronson <laughs> might perform. By the way, Westside Guns from New York, Eastside. Just uh, my uh, 
my co- <laughs> my friend over here I looked it up. It's fun. All right. Hey, let's not get into that now. We're almost at the, we're almost at the end of the year. We're almost at the end of the year. Fun facts. Fun I don't facts. want another fun 15 facts. minutes of uh, <laughs> some hip-hop debate right now. We're almost there to – speaking of debate, you, you guys can debate that the rest of the DeLorean podcast, for sure. You're welcome to whenever, Bruno. Oh, but uh, well, Jeremy will probably do his interview from the studio, so he'll bring up hip hop. Uh, he loves to bring up hip hop and realism in his uh, the way he, th- he looks at wrestling promos. Great. So it's uh, be a fun thing for sure. Oh man, it, it, even I mean, I'm with you with Ethan Page. He should win a belt. Yeah, I would have mind having him win a TNT at, in Toronto in his hometown. Yeah, that's like some, I would not some, mind that. Some uh, some uh, Canada guy that's gonna get some big moments. And there Why should the be hell some not? Storylines that start building now, especially after the hard reset here. And uh, yeah, yeah. It, I'm, I'm with you 100. percent I'll just say my last words. I guess we all enjoyed that tall glass of lemonade. Yes, <laughs> yes, we did. Yes, we did. We certainly did. With a little bit of alcohol in there with tequila or with yeah. Mike's hard. Yeah, not Mike's hard. Oh my god, relax. <laughs> Big Dad, take it away and close it out here. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm not going to say too much, but the one thing I like is the fact that you don't have to go and sign people. You don't have to sign people to add to the roster. The one uh, plus of having so many uh, talent on the roster is you don't have to bring any more uh, people in. People get hurt or people get suspended. Just pull with pull from within. Use what you have from within to create create storylines and to build a show, and that's what they did. They didn't panic. They weren't like, oh, I need to go sign somebody. I need to get a big name. They were like, we have the big names already on the roster. We're going to use them. We're going to plug them in there, create new storylines, hit the reset button, and see what we can do to create magic with who is already here and already been helping this uh, the product from the beginning, and that's what they did, and that's why they had a banger of a show because people there that are going with the flow, they trusted the process, and then uh, Tony Khan is trusting who they already had instead of getting outside to to help him out. That's one of the biggest moves he made. This is uh, one plus of having all those guys already employed with you is you can use them all. You can use them all. You, you can fill in, guy gets hurt, guy gets suspended, boom, plug it somebody else in. And I'm excited to see it moving forward now. I, I could care less that the Young Bucks, I love Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks as, as wrestlers on in the AEW, but I could care less if they come back now because at least I know that they can book a show and create magic without them. And I'd rather have them out for a while and you do this and then bring it back slowly and not be like, oh, the Young Bucks are here. Things are changing now. Now you can bring them back and seamlessly put them back and bring them back into the mix and then just create magic just like that instead of having to make a big old thing about them coming back. you got all these people I, there. I honestly want to be the bottom. I will book this guy's being the bottom like punk. Start from the bottom again, bitches. Now get your ass on top of where your where your talent's at. Yeah, yeah. You guys want to have a child? Yeah, go go to dark, go to dark or, or elevation. Start from there and then work your way to the top. How? I mean, I how mean, about, you're not on TV for a year, but you have to actually just be a vice president. Could you handle that? 
<laughs> yeah, much rather than rather than as uh, Russell's been vice president. Me, me yeah, too. I, I, yeah, me too. I that. You know because you know because those guys challenge the guy to a fight, and so uh, learn how to do that job. You know how to wrestle. That's a unanimous decision. Okay, you know how to wrestle, but you don't know how to do the other part of your job. You forgot that. So we're gonna focus on that for a year or half a year or something. Well, that's because that's because the young bucks aren't even qualified to run a target. Just remember that. <laughs> oh yeah. Give uh, yeah. <laughs> like, a t-shirt store like on like the near like Jersey Shore. Make your t-shirts there. Press them with the thing. Type of job. Oh. You can manage man. that, baby. Run I'm gonna say is Eddie Eddie Kingston is sitting somewhere in some house saying, "I told you guys. I told you so about CM Punk." And then, of course, you had the whole thing where he got suspended for the thing with Sammy. But whatever everybody doesn't know is, is during that three week suspension, he he did uh, was it he booked himself for a couple of indie events. He was in the them, school, yeah. Donated it all to uh, charity, and then put out a, a, a apology to the company for how he acted and said that he was going to be better, and then he was going to treat. Uh, people better than what he did there and they expected better from a guy like that who is a locker room leader there uh, apparently but that's something you need to get from them you need to get from all them exactly what he did and he didn't even do anything as bad as them he just he just hit sammy and then he got three weeks so if he hits them and gets three weeks i I could see them out for two two plus months i could see them out until after four gear like like a whole yeah, uh, like uh, thing, and then bring have them come back in December. Yeah, where okay. shout out, catch this fade in the chat. I just mentioned my rap group too. That's the other dude from the rap group. So yeah, yeah. I think we have to write it's a diss nice. track, bro. Yeah, oh yeah, underground, te- <laughs> underground temple. Dude, I mean, I, said said I encourage it. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Jesus, this Jofo, this me, this hook, this uh. <laughs> Go for it. No, for real. I want, it's, uh, it's all about the content here. It's all kayfabe. It's all kayfabe. The devil himself. <laughs> the devil himself. <laughs> oh, oh man. What? Very, oh, I told him we'll come back with one. Atrox is saying, tell him we'll come back with one. I said, yeah, we'll come back with one, and it'll be right here on the circle of debate. Man, we could just have a full on rap battle. Fuck it. Ooh, you want to do it live? Let's go. We have to get some uh, copyright-free music so Ivan doesn't get kicked off and we can still bring him some fun content. But we'll talk. Facts. We'll have some fun with it. We'll have some fun with it, for real. Definitely. It's, a, it's about that time. Wrestling, ref- wrestling references. <laughs> <laughs> How many could you throw into the diss track is the rule. <laughs> cool. Oh, man. Ah, it's about Ivan, that time. Man, thank you, Ivan. Carry us home. Thank you for having me on the show again. Oh, oh no! I was, I'm, I'm almost ready to that exit. Let me get to that exit right quick because I have to do it. Right Autobots, now. transform and roll out. And that's right. That's the exit there. But don't forget, everybody. Thank you so much. I want to thank everybody in the chat for tuning in today. We appreciate you. We love you guys, and I love my family here as well. You know, before I let obviously everybody go here, the family. Of course, I want to thank, of course, Bruno. I want to thank you, Tim, and I want to thank, of course, Dan. Thank you guys for taking the opportunity and time to come join us Definitely. in this fantastic debate, I guess, that we had. And finally, we were able to digress and finally let it go that it's now 
I went to therapy. old yeah, therapy, session. therapy session about AEW. Now we go with a new era of AEW. Let's we're, move we're, forward. And I'm looking forward for more great banger of dynamites like this one. And I'm I'm uh, banger after banger after banger. Oh yeah. Was this right. frozen? Was this frozen? Just let it go. Let it go. <laughs> let it go. Right. Forget, you guys already know everyone in the chat. Jeremy Prophet is on his way. And if you don't know, follow Jeremy Prophet at the Definitely. real Jeremy Prophet on Instagram. Follow his journey because he's making his way and he's your new favorite wrestler. Guarantee that. Mark my words. Well, plug Bruno, it plug it in, plug it in. Where can they find Jofo and Jofo in the ring? Podcast? You have at Jofo in the ring on everything, at Jofo podcast on everything. Jofo podcast is our anything goes uh, podcast and YouTube channel. And then Jofo in the ring is our wrestling channel. We have podcasts to do the Wednesday night review every Wednesday live right after Dynamite. We'll catch Ivan either with us or in the chat regularly instigating, getting Frank riled up to scream at me. There uh, <laughs> uh, was a lot of that last night. You guys are all invited any Wednesday night you, after Dynamite. You guys want to come talk shit. Uh, we're always there. Uh, we do it on Discord if you guys use that, but that's behind the scenes stuff. I don't want to bore the viewers with that. So at Jofo Podcast, at Jofo in the Ring, on everything, but especially on YouTube. You guys will love it. And uh, again, thank you. Oh, thank you, Bruno. We finally get to select that brew because for what almost what two almost three years that we've known each other, you'd never be on camera. And now you are. Ever so since I was you learning how to do all that shit and set all this shit up. And now that we're like three, five, uh, three uh, configurations of the studio in, I finally have it in a way that I could quickly set shit up. I could set up like where I could be here. I could set up where the guys could be here just and shit like that. So it's a lot more easy and I can have a lot more fun with it now that I learned a lot more. It's a lot more automatic. And yeah, that's pretty much awesome. it. So, yeah, I'm, happy. <laughs> I'm happy. Hopefully... I'm going to see you come back here again, Devil Advocate, because we want to 100%. have you here more often because this yeah, is yeah, awesome. Yeah, I got to come. Word, I heard you guys definitely. all dumping on, on Punk. I'm okay. I got to, you know what I mean? Let me get in. Oh, I know he's not the best, but man. Frank is a legend. Love, love you, Frank is a legend. <laughs> and you thought I was going to be Don Cows, and then this guy comes in here. Oh, he was a Don Cows. takes it. He I'm just takes it. Boy. That's what we do, us Canadians, like, man. That's Canadians. That's what we do. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Is no, Don Callis that. gone with all this elite? Is that end of Don Callis? No, he's not. not suspended, no. But this is your song. That's you, Bruno. You <laughs> fucking <laughs> Oh, man. My brother Tim, let the people know where can they catch you. Yep, absolutely. First and foremost, Bruno, it was a pleasure meeting you. De Niro, it was fucking awesome finally talking to you. Like Bakley, uh, Bakley, I love you, Bakley. <laughs> and and, uh, and Ivan, Ivan, thank you so much for having me on, dude. It's been far too long, and I hope it's uh, I hope it's a quicker turnaround. And I'm back here sooner than later. I had a fucking yes. blast talking with you boys. You can find the Wrestling Index podcast on all major audio platforms you can find it on floor slapper sports youtube check it out all sports content plus my wrestling channel i'm doing podcasts pretty much every damn day now so get on there check it out like subscribe do the damn thing also floorslappersports.com check out the website you can find me on all on twitter the wrestling index that's it again boys it was a fucking pleasure ivan thank you so much bro oh thank you and the description right below where you can find tim on the foreignsports.com and the YouTube channel for sure. Big Dan, the man with the IQ that Data Wyatt and Tony Khan needs. 
Let them know where can they find this <laughs> genius man right here on your social media platforms and YouTube channel. The non-devil's advocate, just letting you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but advocate. you can find you can find me on all platforms, Cage by IQ. You can find me on Twitter at Cage IQ. You can find me on YouTube at Cage by IQ. Find me on Instagram as well. I'm also on Twitch. Uh, just putting out a bunch of content for MMA and uh, wrestling uh, and interviews. Of course, we talked about it last night. I interviewed a couple of MMA fighters. I'm in the works with a couple more uh, wrestlers. I'll probably be reaching out to you about Jeremy Prophet. I want to start getting a lot of indie guys now, guys awesome. on the up and up. It would be it'll be cool to have him on before he goes to the uh, get goes him to the hot, get him people yeah, yeah, exactly. know what he's about when he blows up. What, Exactly. Oh yeah, definitely. Hell yeah! But you can just check all the content out. Go to Twitter. I post everything on all the time, and then just uh, let me know what everybody thinks. Just subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, it's right. It's well done, my brother. De Niro. Tell people where can they find us, bro? Us. Yes, CRT, you can find man. us here. So hit that subscribe button. I just want to say it's always a pleasure, guys. Uh, Tim, working with you for the first time, absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Bruno. Same. Absolute pleasure. I was watching uh, your show last night, and I was just fucking cracking up the whole time. Like, <laughs> yo, Frank gets so angry. <laughs> he does. Frank is so, so angry. Yes. Hey, he's like, man, what the fuck, man? I love I'm it, just, I, I am waiting. Like, Bruno, like I said, I, I'm waiting for him to go off French off your ass. I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for him to go off. <laughs> but he hasn't English yet. First. We don't use French. I, I know, but I'm waiting for him to do it. I, I don't know why he hasn't done it yet, so I'm just waiting. <laughs> But most definitely, it, it's a pleasure working with all you guys. Thank you so much for always, you know, showing love. And I'll continue showing love to you guys, you know, like everyone support good wrestling podcasts and just great people. Like even if it's not about wrestling, like great people support them. But definitely follow on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Circle Debate and at the Wrestling DeLorean. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Wrestling DeLorean podcast here on the Circle Debate YouTube channel. And every Tuesday with the New Japan show featuring the homie Dan right here. Uh, we got that Tuesdays. Wednesday is the MMA show, which I'm never on because I don't really watch MMA like that. But Thursday, I'm here every episode. And then Fridays, we have top five. So a lot of content coming out of this channel. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. We love you guys. Thank you for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean. And thank you for riding with Circle Debate always. And shout out to the whole League of Extraordinary Podcasts. That's right. That's right. And, and shout out, of course, to the League of Extraordinary Idiots. Much love to everybody. And I mean that. It's love, all right? That's love right there for everybody because I appreciate you guys too as well. And much love. And like I said, we're all family here. We're all, look, Amen. we're all fucking pro wrestling fans. Period. There's no, there's no about who's not enough. Here, and I'm saying it live, we're all pro wrestling fans. And we it's all love. All, yeah. It's all love. Nothing yes, but love. That is all love right here. So, you know, once again, ladies and gentlemen, I thank you guys for tuning in. And we will be definitely seeing Bruno here more often and Tim more often as well right. because we're going to be doing yeah. a lot of a banger shows here for the, for sure. <laughs> and also on their platform, we'll jump on their platforms as and well. And on DeLorean, send me up. You guys are always welcome. Exactly. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And it, that is right. So remember, ladies and gentlemen, that here in a circle debate, not only just wrestling DeLorean, not only just Cage My IQ, not only the Wrestling Index, not only Joe Fulner and Joe Fulner podcast. They don't just, we don't all just don't podcast. We make fucking history. 
over. Will over and over. Make over and over. History over and over and over and over.